Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 238, entitled, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come up with the title later. It's like Nintendo Direct reactions and Sora coming to Smash and so much more that we're going to be talking about. We are recording this live on October 5th, 2021, and uh, my name is Steve, and of course I am here as always with Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going? <laughs> hey Steve, always a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Uh, we are missing Greg tonight, uh, so uh, thoughts go out to Greg for, you know, he's he's got other other priorities uh, for sure, um, but uh, hopefully he'll be back at our next podcast. Uh, just a quick programming note up front. Uh, we're going to be taking three weeks. Usually we take two weeks between podcast uh, recordings, so we're going to be taking three weeks before the next one because uh, I'm going to be out of town uh, on in two weeks from now. So October 26th is going to be our next one. So tonight we're recording on October 5th, uh, but uh, October 26th will be our next one. And then for the most part, I think it's two weeks after that for the rest of the year. Um, we looked at that calendar uh, not too long ago, and I think it's two weeks uh, pretty much from that point on. But uh, just, a, just a heads up for you guys that do join us live uh jakesters joining us uh in the chat already saying you mrs greg already and uh jakesters joining us from twitch uh and so before we jump into any of the news or anything like that uh tonight we we need to talk about uh talk to our twitch audience over there so we are we are live streaming on both youtube and twitch trying this for the first time uh so hopefully it goes well uh so uh yeah if you're over there in twitch land uh feel free to join us in the chat and if you're here on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, be sure to be sure to join us in the chat. Let us know any of the thoughts that you have about the news that we talk about, the games that we talk about, what you've been playing, all that stuff. We will refer to the chat all throughout the uh, the entire podcast. So, uh, Barry, you got anything to say to the the Twitch army out there? <laughs> well, uh, welcome. Uh, hopefully, you like what you see, and, and hopefully, you enjoy, and, and we entertain you for the the next hour. Or so that's our goal. Absolutely. Uh, Jake's just saying that there's a podcast category on Twitch. Uh, I do. We need to change that. Um, I, that was something that hit me like right before we started uh, recording. I was like, oh, yeah, we probably uh, should actually um, change the category. I got to figure out how to do that uh, with the, the software we're using and everything and using Restream and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to Restream for offering us a, a free option <laughs> for uh, for actually being able to stream on both YouTube and Twitch. Uh, hey, Kevin. Hey, Gyro Tiger. And hey, Jakester, uh, people are saying hi in the chat, and uh, yeah, be sure to let us know what you think about the news and also what you have been playing recently. Uh, speaking of what you've been playing recently, we're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we jump into that, just a real quick reminder: be sure to subscribe, be sure to like, hit the bell, uh, hit the share buttons, all those things. Uh, that just it really helps us out, um, and so it helps other people find us, of course. But it also uh, just helps us grow this this community. Um, speaking of our community, if you have not followed us on social media, be sure to do so at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also uh, join our Discord. We have a, a growing Discord uh, just to continue talking about games in between the episodes. So the screen, uh, you'll see the, the link on the screen also in our show notes on YouTube and also on our uh, podcast as well. So yeah, it'd be a great way to uh, jump in there and uh, just continue that conversation uh, in between episodes. And uh, like I said, we'd love to, to have you there. Um, Barry, what have you been up to lately? What have you been playing? I, I see a long list in our in our show notes. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I've been pretty busy. A uh, lot, of, lot of stuff to review, but a lot of stuff that I've been looking forward to. Um, so on the Switch side, uh, I, I wrote down Animal Crossing again, and this time I actually did a little bit more than just the usual you know, check in, do my money tree, stuff like that, because they added three new spooky recipes that you can get from villagers or from shooting down balloons. Uh, so I spent a little time collecting those because I'm a sucker for punishment. What can I say? Um, and I'm waiting naturally for the, the news coming out. So I figured I'd go ahead and get that knocked out. Uh, Pokemon Unite. I've played that every single night with my wife. We absolutely love that game. She's in it more than I am, which is really cool. Uh, just a lot of fun. I just, just enjoy the competitive nature of it. Uh, played some uh, Rava and the Cyclops Curse. It's an 8-bit uh, action platformer. Uh, really cool with uh, a lot of different uh, unique elements between switching between different uh, summons. Uh, Crisis Wing, which we will talk about here in a little bit. Uh, it's a, a 2D shmup, uh, which is really, really cool. I had a fun with that. Uh, Blitzbreaker, which is a puzzle game. It's a... Uh, it's a momentum-based puzzle game and uh, very like, like 8-bit style graphics as well and simple to play, hard to master one of those. Um, went back to a robot named Fight. Uh, robot named Fight is just a, a phenomenal uh, Metroidvania with uh, procedurally generated levels every time you die uh, with, with hundreds of different items and, and it's just really cool. And, and I actually do have a little bit of a show and tell uh, on that in a little bit. Uh, also played some Cathedral. Cathedral is a game that, if you like Metroidvanias, if you like Shovel Knight, if you like that style of aesthetics, you need to play Cathedral. Cathedral is amazing. Uh, it's one of those that, yes, we are putting it out physically for premium edition, but it was like, you know, I really, I, I'm in between other games. Let me let me go into Cathedral because I, I did play it because I wanted, you know, we to sign it, we had to play it, but I, I didn't really sink my teeth into it. That thing captured me for about 30-something hours to finish it. It is difficult, but not too difficult. And it is engaging and awesome and uh, just a great time. So it's definitely one I do recommend you check out if you like Metroidvanias, because that really captivated me. Uh, also tried out the Voice of Cards demo, uh, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. A lot of fun. Way more fun than I thought I would have with this. And I really hope this game comes physically because I'm very interested in playing it after the demo. Uh, went back to Cruise and Blast. I, was, I started playing that uh, for the last podcast. And uh, just awesome arcade racer. If you haven't played Cruise and Blast and you like arcade racing, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice by not picking that game up. And then today, I started Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania. And uh, going through the story... Uh, I, I love Monkey Ball, so that that's fun. I do find it weird that they made the cutscenes even worse than they were in Monkey Ball 2. I didn't understand why they did that. They now make even less sense. <laughs> and they ruined Monkey Target, my, oh. my most favorite of all the party games. It's Monkey Ball 2's Monkey Target, which I did prefer the first one. And they made it so that if you don't have the control stick at the right exact angle and there's no set pattern... Uh, I've had it at the right angle and still felt like the gravity is just so strong that you won't even make the target. And mm. it just feels broken compared to playing it on the GameCube. So I really mm. hope they patch that. Uh, PS5 side, I was playing one of the games that came out that I didn't get a chance to yet, which is Life is Strange True Colors. <clears throat> uh, I love the Life is Strange series. I think it's a series that 
everybody should dabble into at least the first game. True Colors is coming to the Switch uh, later this year, supposedly. Uh, it's it's a less... I would say the tale has less stakes. It has stakes, but it has less stakes uh, than the first one. But it's a really good story uh, centered around emotion and uh, compelling. And it, it seemed to fly by. Like, I really went through it quickly. And then they added a next chapter, which was Wavelength. It's a standalone prequel. Uh, so I had to play that right away and uh, had a blast with that one, too. I uh, just, just really love the Life of Strange games. And I tried to play The Stranger of Paradise... Uh, Final Fantasy Origins demo, uh, which was revealed at E3. I downloaded it. I never played it. Well, it turns out it was a timed demo, so I didn't get to play it. Oh. Great. Um, but then I got an email that there's a new timed demo that's for the ne- this week and next week. Uh, so I was able to play that uh, through and take the survey. And uh, I, f- I find it to be fun. It's an action made by Tecmo. Uh, it is like an action Final Fantasy game with loot system. Lots of loot will drop. Uh, didn't find it overly hard at all, but I did have a lot of fun with it. Uh, whether or not it's something that I could sit there and play for hours on end, I don't know, but I'm interested in picking it up. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy on the PC, still dabbling in Final Fantasy 14 as I wait for Endwalker. And on mobile, still Dragalia Law celebrating its third year anniversary. And Mario Kart Tour celebrating its second with a lot of goodies for both games. So I've been enjoying them. Nice. Nice. That is a long list. My list is longer than normal, but not nearly yes, that long. Uh, before we do that, uh, let's go to the chat and see what everybody is playing there. Uh, Jakester again said he would, I think I got it switched. Uh, so let me know if it, if it changed over the category and on Twitch, I think I was able to do that while Barry was talking. So, uh, I, I think that switched over. Um, but, uh, he says he's been playing, uh, Nino Kuni and Fire Emblem Three Houses and working on Golden Deer and, uh, also did Tetris 99 for the Wario theme, um, and did Among Us with some friends, uh, pretty chaotic. Uh, yeah, that game is very chaotic. Uh, but with friends, it's so much better. Uh, random people is just dumb nowadays. Um, uh, Hassan's jumping in the chat. Swapping by to say hi as well. Um, uh, heard we were streaming on Twitch. So yes, we are. Hopefully it all works out. Uh, and Jakester said we did get it. So sweet. Uh, I was able to change that category to a podcast over there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so if you haven't done so yet, please, uh, let us know what you've been playing and your thoughts about the games, uh, that you've been playing over the last couple of weeks. We'd love to know that in the live chat. Um, if you're listening or watching this after the fact, let us know in our discord, social media, or, uh, let us know in the comments section as well. Uh, so I have been playing some Rocket League, go figure, uh, playing a lot of uh, Rocket League over the last couple of weeks and, um, yeah, I just uh, got to play in a lot more tournaments recently and, and been able to uh, kind of up my game just a little bit. So that's been really fun. Uh, but uh, beyond that, I also got to play uh, some Tetris Beat. Um, so I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago that I got a free, I think, year of uh, Apple Arcade. Um, and so I played Tetris Beat on my iPad the other day and... Um, it's an interesting game. It's like rhythm game but with Tetris. Um, and and I realized that I don't think I'm into rhythm games anymore. <laughs> Once I was, but I don't I don't think I'm really into it anymore. I just want to play regular Tetris. But I get I get where they're going with this and it's kind of cool and it ties in with Apple Music and everything. They have a bunch of different stages based on like popular music and some other, you know, free music too, but a lot of popular music. So it's a fun thing if you if you have it 
you know, you should check it out, um, especially because if you have Apple Arcade, it's free um, to check it out. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's my thing. Um, so I'm, I'm still thinking about the Tetris. Uh, what is it? Tetris uh, the game that's coming out for Switch. The Tetris been, Effect? Yeah, Effect. So I was like, I wonder if it's kind of like that. And it's not. Uh, <laughs> so uh, also uh, played Crisis Wing. We're just going to talk about uh, that in just a little bit. Also played Glow uh, for switch. And, uh, this is a game that, uh, we talked about, uh, several, I think a couple months ago, uh, when it was announced. Um, and I thought I would, I thought I would be, I thought I would enjoy it. And I thought I'd be possibly frustrated by it. Um, I am more frustrated than enjoying it. Uh, I'll say that, uh, oh. it's, uh, oh. yeah, it's, uh, it's hard. Um, I think un unnecessarily hard like it's just like and and it and you have a death counter so like when you load up the game and it has deaths in the top left corner you know this is gonna this is gonna be difficult and so um there's this ongoing you know counter of how many times you die and some of them are they're just ridiculous it's like the second level like first one you go all the way across you get this little block from one end to the next and you're done second level you try to do the same thing and all of a sudden there's a hole that you just fall in. I'm pretty sure everybody's going to fall in that hole unless you watch someone play the game before you and you know that that hole is going to be there. You're going to do it. And in almost every level, you're going to die at least once before you actually get to the end and figure it out because it's all based on like these spotlight around your little character everything else is black except for where you need to go at the end and you got to just figure it out you shoot these little things across there and they across the screen and they kind of light up like a little circle around where the little dot is but you just got to figure it out and in the beginning you don't realize that at least i didn't realize that i can wall jump and i can double jump doesn't tell you that you just figure it out along the way and then they give you some different other power-ups along the way that you don't understand how they work and sometimes they're helpful sometimes they're not and yeah so i think i got through about 15 levels before i was like i'm done i'm too frustrated to keep playing this thing right now <laughs> so that's glow <laughs> uh and then i did play some pokemon unite i played it on uh my phone because it came out on uh mobile uh pretty much like while we were recording the last podcast and so i I think I played it a little bit on Switch uh, over the last couple of weeks, but I tried to play it on mobile a little more, and um, it's okay. It, it it's a it's much better on the Switch in my opinion, um, but it's nice to have it, I guess. Um, and uh, I I like it more for being able to do the daily kind of check in kind of thing and just get in there, get my things, and get off. Um, if I'm gonna play the game, I definitely want to play it on Switch. Um, did you get a chance to play it on mobile as well? I have not. I downloaded it, of course, and uh, this weekend I'm going to have to be using it on mobile. Uh, so I got to try probably tomorrow just to mess around with like a quick match to see how it is. Like I wouldn't do ranked on it for sure, yeah. but just try to do the daily stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a quick match with like a three on three and, and it was okay, but it's, it's just not the same. Like I want a controller. I want actually, you know, tactile feedback to be able to, to play this game. A, a lot of players are upset about it because they feel like it kind of ruins the game. And, and I've noticed it too, where you're getting matches now with people who are on mobile and who started with mobile. Mm. And actually, they're not as skilled as those who started with the Switch. 
So you see them doing things like rookie mistakes and it's like, because you know, the chat system is so terrible in the game. It's like, you can't be like, no, go over here. Don't you help us here or, or no, what are you doing? And it's like, oh my God, you know, you get headaches because you see them just running around in circles and it's like, no, go score, go score. Right. Why are you running away from the enemy? Like, come on, help us out. Right, right. Did you, uh, did you get the survey thing that they sent out about Pokemon uh, Unite? There was a feedback survey. Feedback in the survey, game. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah in the game, that's what it was. Yeah, and it was two of them, it. I believe. Yeah, I think uh, my biggest feedback the whole time was like, give me voice chat and give me better quick chat. Like that's that's really all I need. The game is pretty solid overall, but like we need some better way to communicate with our team because <clears throat> there's there's it's awful. one other thing, one other big thing, and I think you're right. And the other big thing is let us. We could choose a favorite Pokemon, but that but the order when we start the match or like to select our characters or in the order we get the licenses and mm. we should be able to arrange the order of those because if your favorite character is far away from where you start and someone else goes and picks that character before you you're SOL and you really should be able to pick your character and have it auto sort so that you are never paired with anybody else who has that character selected so yeah. that this way you can play, if you really want to be a tank, you can play your tanky character. If you really want to be an attacker, you can play your attacker character. Because to me, one of the biggest things is getting into a match where I can't get to my favorite character in time. Somebody who's just starting out the game picks that character. So I have to pick like my second main character. And then that character, like at the end of it, scores like five points and has zero right. kills. And I'm like, oh, my God, we lost. But if I had the right character, I yeah. know we would have won because I was underperforming. And it's just like that's heartbreaking, especially when it's a ranked match. Yeah. And like I understand if it's standard or, or quick, whatever. But when it's a ranked match and then you de-level because – of somebody else like that like that that to me is just broken yeah like you you should not be matched with people that are starting out and you should also they should have some kind of system in place because not everybody plays every character or every type of character especially when you have to purchase extra characters too but you know unless you have a pre-made team you know that's like saying oh well you're a first baseman in, in baseball that's it well there's another first baseman that got to it first you're in left field what? I don't know how to, I don't have the arm for left field. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to play that position. Well, too bad. You know, it's like, it's, this is, it's almost like a sport. Yeah. You really yep. need to be able to play the right positions. So right. I, right. I would like them to do something to alleviate that, especially yeah. for Ray. Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting. Like, I, I think I understand why they would not have, you know, the ability to have uh, multiple Pokemon of the same, the same type of Pokemon on a team. Like I get, I get part of the reason why, but it's also really a, like a pain in the butt when you yeah. like yours is already selected. Um, cause you probably don't, you know, we, they don't want teams of the entire, all the same Pokemon. Um, I don't know if that would be a disadvantage or an advantage, I guess depends. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it would be nice to somehow fix that sort of a thing. And at the very least, like you said, be able to rearrange that and, and be able to get back and, uh, and actually select the one you want quicker. Um, Let's go to the chat and see uh, see what people are saying. Uh, looks like Kevin Wallace uh, says that Mad Rat Dead is the only rhythm game that he's into, uh, and his wife loves the Avinci series, uh, Avinci game. Uh, I've not heard of Mad Rat Dead. Have you? Yeah, it's uh, NIS America. Okay, it came out came out a little while ago. Uh, Jakester says it reminds him of the Balan Wonderworld demo. I, I think he's talking about. Uh, 
a glow, I'm guessing, uh, when I was talking about that. And uh, Gyro Tiger has uh, been playing Sakura Succubus series, thanks to the online review videos, Barry. Uh, and also ended up uh, enjoying those games a lot, and also making his way through a game that I cannot pronounce, Atelier Ryza 2? Yeah. Very good. Very good. Oh, look at that. Uh, but <laughs> he's uh, mostly into JRPGs and visual novels, which is probably why I've never heard of that game and uh, why I struggled to pronounce it, but I'm glad I did it well. Um, really, the Atelier series is, is a long-running series dating back to the PS2 days. Mm. That explains and, it, because I didn't really have a PS2. So. Well, it was on PS3. It was on, you know, PS4. I barely had a PS3. Vita, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, obviously, a DS even had an entry. Uh, yeah. I owned uh, I owned two Boot PS3s actually, but they all came very late in the in the cycle. So PS4 is the only one that I bought early um, of all the Playstations. So uh, let's see. And uh, oh, Gyro Tiger says prior to today he had not heard of Mad Rat Dead either. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. So. It's one of those that went out of print pretty quickly, I believe. Okay, gotcha. At least the physical well, version. Well, uh, so we're going to move into, um, we've been doing this the last several episodes, moving into a, a review of a game chat uh, sort of thing. So uh, we're going to move into that next and uh, get to talk about one game a little more in depth uh, before we hit our news, uh, which is mostly going to be Nintendo Direct and uh, Smash uh, news today. Uh, but uh, let's get into this review. Yeah, so uh, the game that we're talking about is called Crisis Wing. Uh, it did come out September 22nd, 2021, so very recently. Uh, East Asia Soft is the uh, publisher, and they were also kind enough to provide us codes, so thank you very much. Uh, Crisis Wing is a 2D shmup game. There are seven stages that are challenging, and uh, there's two-player modes, so you get multiple, multiple uh, co-op. There's uh, different extra game modes. There's a CRT filter. There's a bunch of cool, uh, you know, old school style stuff. And uh, Steve, did you did you beat this game? Because there is unlimited continues. This is one of those games with unlimited continues, but your score resets. So it's how how well can you do before you you know run out of lives? Yeah, um, I did not beat it um, because I actually got frustrated by it and I stopped playing. <laughs> That is, uh, that's my, my quick answer to that question. Cause I, yeah, I, I got very frustrated by this, by this game. Um, I like shmups and this was, I felt, I mean, I, I'm going to be pretty harsh on this review. Um, sure. I, I did not enjoy it. Um, and okay. cause I, I thought it was, it was cheaply put together and, uh, there's some things that, that I have grown to enjoy about other shmups that were not the case in this game um, from uh, and it really kind of goes back to even early, early on uh, you should be able, I think I enjoy games where I can, I can shoot down enemy fire, enemy fire. Um, and you cannot do that in this game. And that is incredibly frustrating to me um, because it is incredibly difficult at times to avoid getting hit. Because there is fire coming all over the screen, and there is no way sometimes to avoid it at all. And uh, in other shmups, I'd be able to shoot it down and slide around it. Um, but there, yeah, 
So I feel like it's one of the, it, it became more frustrating than it was enjoyable to play. So what'd you think? Yeah, I, you know, I agree with you. <clears throat> I did not beat it as well. However, I did get to the final boss. And the way it started out, the first maybe two to three worlds or levels uh, were pretty straightforward. Um, had a lot of fun with it and uh, just went through this different power-ups. There's three different power-ups are color-coded. Like blue gives you missiles, and green and red give you different types of sprays. Uh, and then there's bombs. And I do agree with you. I wish that you could destroy enemy fire. I also wish there was a way for you to fire behind you because sometimes later on enemies do come from behind and you have to play the dodge game and then attack. Uh, what happened around the third stage is the challenge really ramped up. And when it ramped up, I found myself dying a lot. And then the game went from, you know, hey, how high can I get my score and how far can I go to can I make it to the next checkpoint before I run out of my three lives? So what I wound up doing is you get three bombs per life, and every time you die, you get them back again. So that was nine lives per continue, or nine bombs per continue. So I would literally go in there and like big wave of enemy, bomb, big wave of enemy, bomb. And I would do that and then stay alive as much as I could and then die and then get back and do it again and hope that I was able to bypass enough enemies to get to the next checkpoint. So I died and rinsed and repeat because it is very, very difficult. And I, I found like a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm starting to play. I still have two bombs left and then I died. And I'm like, well, those two bombs are gone now. There, there it goes. Uh, and, and when I started playing the game like that, it stopped being fun. Uh, some of the later stuff, especially World 6 and 7, some of those checkpoints took me 20 minutes to 30 minutes just to be able to get past the enemies because they were really, really hammering me. And like I said, I got to the final boss, and the reason I didn't beat the final boss is because, again, the same thing, so many, so many bullets, you can't shoot it down. The final boss checkpoint doesn't actually start at the final boss. It starts with, with one segment of enemies beforehand, but those enemies are missiles coming from behind you so you see them slowly creep up as they go up the screen. But they're also shooting left and right. So you either burn through an entire life's worth of three missiles or you're just really insanely good at dodging because you can't really attack them otherwise. Then you get to the final boss, which I did beat. But then there's a second form of the final boss. And at that point, I was so depleted that it killed me. And I'm like, you know what? This is no longer fun. I got to this point. I, I feel I could talk about the game. And yeah. that was my personal experience. Now, you could be totally different. You could be one of those, I absolutely like bullet hells. I absolutely like not being able to shoot down uh, enemy bullets and, and having to focus on dodging that. And you know what? If that's the case then absolutely, hands down, go for it. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those things where uh, it, it just became a war of attrition. And Yeah, uh... yeah. and I feel like there wasn't, it was really difficult, yeah, to, to get any sort of strategy beyond what you were talking about. <laughs> just make it to the next checkpoint and die. Um, because they, like, because of so, there's so much enemy fire coming, like, it's hard to even pick up uh, the right power-up that you want. Or those extra things that they, they would drop. I don't even know what they did. I feel like there was extra points or maybe somehow enhanced oh, yeah, my, those my shooting. I don't even know what they were. But for the most part, I'm like, I can't get those because they're always dropping and they're going away and there's fire coming everywhere. So it's basically just keep hitting down, holding down the fire button and try to avoid as much enemy fire as you can and wish that you can make it to the next checkpoint. That's, that's the game. And, uh, yeah, I like, 
I wish there was some way to to add some strategy to it. Like that's that's what I feel I feel like it was missing. Um, was any way to to play strategically? Um, and I did check out because uh, I, I got in the menu and started playing around with the different options and stuff like that. Um, and I realized that you can actually turn the screen sideways and and play uh, horizontally instead of vertically, which I did like better. I think only because it was using the full screen. Um, because that was that was weird to play like an arcade style like vertical thing on my TV, and so it was like I want to to see the game bigger. Um, so playing horizontally, I feel like I did a little bit better, but uh, but yeah, it was still I was frustrated the whole time. And and they have like the time attack modes and the boss rush modes and things like that too that I tried, but all of it was basically just frustrating for me and uh, did not have a, a good time. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice that they added those extra modes. I didn't uh, change the screen, so I did do the vertical. Um, I wish they and maybe there's instructions and I missed it somewhere, but I would like to know. Like I figured out what the power-ups were doing, but somehow, and I don't know how, because sometimes you get multiple power-ups, and there'll be like two things. And if you have red and you click red and then you click the green, you get the green. Like whatever the last one you pick up is. Somehow, I don't know what combination I picked up, I heard the voice power up said, and now I had the red and the blue, like I had the missiles with the spread. And I was like, oh, this is great. I have no idea how I did that. And then, of course, I died and I lost it. Right. I was like, five okay, seconds later. five <laughs> seconds later. So I, there is, I guess, a way to combine power ups. And, and I'm sure, uh, you know, if East Asia Soft watches this, they'll be like, oh, it's simple. You just have to do this. And it's probably super simple. And I just didn't, you know, figure mm-hmm. it out. But yeah. I, that was an experience I had, so I figured I should talk about it and at least mention it because that is something uh, that did occur. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where I, I like you. I saw this in the trailer. I'm like, I really think this looks fun, and it does. The graphics are great. The music is great. It's just, mm-hmm. I feel like with some small tweaks, this could be a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, but but when it just becomes a race to the next checkpoint. Uh, with Hail Marys the whole way, it, it changes. It's no longer a shmup. It's like a different type of game. Right, right, right. And and I think the the cost of it right now is seven ninety nine. It's uh it's actually on sale. I think for like six thirty nine or something. Uh, right now at at this moment. And so I'm like, there's there's better shmups that you can spend your seven or eight bucks on. Um, You're right. For sure. But it's also not too bad of a price. You know, like it's one of those where if you just love shmups and you want the challenge, you like challenging games. Um, then go for it. Yeah. Um, one, one thing also, every time you die, if you make a high score, like the old school arcades, you get to enter your initials, which is cool. Except I died so frequently that a lot of times I was just like constantly moving because, you know, I was trying to dodge that it would change the, the name on me. So my high score list is a bunch of different random letters because it never like it, even though it started on what I had, yep. it, I was moving as I died and pushing a like trying to shoot. And suddenly it was like, oh, now it's some random thing. Like I just stopped yep. caring. <laughs> yep. yep. I totally experienced the same thing because um, I, I kept hearing this boom, boom, boom after I after I die. I was like, what is that? And I realized, oh, it was just selecting AAA the whole time just because I had the, the fire button still held down. It was like, boom, 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 done. And I inserted my name as AAA. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, I changed it to mine and it didn't save it because I just happened to accidentally move, you know, left or right or whatever. And then I had RMC and all these other <laughs> random things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I uh, Is there any sort of online uh, leaderboard or is it just local? <laughs> I didn't check. Uh, I 
think there might be online yeah. leaderboard, but I also don't know. Okay. Yeah, I feel like if if they could they could improve some things, like it could be better. But as of right now, I don't even I really don't even know if I can recommend it to any, you know, real big fans of shmups. I guess if you're if you're a fan of uh some of those games like uh Meat Boy and others that are just like put you through the ringer and try <laughs> to make it through the end of the game, then maybe, yeah, sure, try your hand at this game. Uh, but I think the vast majority of of players are going to be more frustrated than uh, than anything. I agreed. Oh. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of that review. Uh, if you have played Crisis Review, uh, Crisis Wing, uh, let us know. Um, what you think about it and uh yeah we would uh, love to to know uh kind of going back to the the chat uh looks like um some different people were talking about this jakester's avoiding the rage mode <laughs> yeah uh or <laughs> he's talking about me avoiding the rage mode yeah um <laughs> if you go back to some old podcasts there was a couple games that i definitely need to go into rage mode about uh this is not one of them but it's it's borderline. Uh, and then uh, Gyro Tiger says props to us both for <laughs> taking on the game. <laughs> Can't imagine how frustrating that could be. And uh, Kevin also said he was glad he was here for this uh, because he was uh, considering picking it up. <laughs> and so uh, hopefully we helped you, uh, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> and like you said, pick it up on your own risk. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's move into today's news. And, uh, there's, uh, there was a little event that happened, um, last week, you know, like we've been talking about it for a while and, uh, it finally happened that Nintendo direct finally happened. Uh, so if you are joining us, uh, and you're just usually here for the podcast, uh, let, let you know that, uh, we have a website. And uh, you can check out NintendoFuse.com. We have a post over there with all the details, including the video. So if you haven't got a chance to watch that Nintendo Direct from September 23rd, it's over on NintendoFuse.com. You can check out uh, the video, all the details there. We're going to be going through that post as we uh, kind of walk through the Direct and uh, what has uh, what was announced Um and then uh, also kind of have that part two that happened uh, earlier today uh, with the uh, with Sakurai's uh, presentation on Smash Brothers Ultimate and uh, a couple other things that he announced uh, while he was at it. But uh, Barry, what were what were your thoughts about this Nintendo Direct? Because uh, I my personal thoughts was I I thought it was awesome when it happened, but I quickly forgot about it. Like as I was preparing for today, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what did they announce? I forgot." Um, I don't know if that was just me and and what happened over this last week, or if it really was forgettable. Um, but I really did enjoy it when I saw it. <laughs> but but I did kind of forget about it quickly. I, I don't know if that was your experience or not. See, normally when with Nintendo Directs, I usually when it when they end, I'm usually like super hyped. And then as time happens and I start to think about it and start to really weigh, like the hype goes away and I start to really think about it, like my grade kind of goes down a little bit. Like, all right, now the hype's gone. Let's go down a little bit. This direct seemed like the opposite. This direct actually started with a lower grade afterwards because there was some goods and there was some bad. And it was, you know, it was like, ah, you know, this, this didn't hype me as much as other directs. But the more I thought about it afterwards, the more I talked about it with other people, 
it actually started to go up. <laughs> so it had a, a reverse uh, reaction to, to usual directs for me, which was nice. It was a nice change of pace. And, mm. and it's one of those things where we already knew we had a stacked end of this year. Yeah. I mean, we already knew prior to this direct, we knew we had Metroid Dread. We knew we had the Switch OLED. We knew we had Mario Party. We knew we had Pokemon, both in November and then in January again with, with Legends. Uh, and we had Advance Wars 1 and 2. So go And Shin Megami Tensei 5. So going in, we already knew this you know, was, was packed. Uh, Cruise and Blast as well we knew about. And WarioWare we knew about, which, just, which happened right around the direct time. So we knew... Yeah. We were gonna. We were already set. If there was no direct, we were set this holiday season. So to have a direct on top of that, it's just like, whoa, hold on, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, it's more icing on the cake, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looks like uh, Jakester also forgot about it, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, he keeps for. There's other games that he keeps forgetting to, and I think, I think that's the the case. I feel like. You know, we're in that weird place where there are a lot of great games coming out. And and it often I, I find myself in that same place where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's coming out, too. Oh, yeah, that's coming out, too. And uh, and so I guess that I mean, it's good problems to have. <laughs> we've we've definitely had other other years. Uh, was it 2018, 2019, 20, whatever, 16? I feel like it was like just long, not too long ago. COVID throws off the, all the timing. Um, but, uh, yeah, games like that were like, well, I guess I'm going to play Smash Brothers again because that's all I got. Or I guess I'm going to play Mario Kart again. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, there's so many games coming out and, uh, yeah, I thought it was a really good mix of, of what they showed off a bunch of different types of games, uh, as well. So yeah, uh, we're gonna jump into all of those, and uh, get, we got some surprises that happened. So again, if you're uh, if you haven't checked this out, we do encourage you guys to head over to NintendoFuse.com and uh, and read all about it and and learn all about what was announced. Uh, we're gonna take uh, just like several announcements at a time, uh, share them quickly, and then move on to the next section. Um, kind of share our thoughts about each of those kind of uh, a collection of of uh, announcements at a time. So that's kind of how we're gonna walk through it. If you're watching the video version, uh, we'll put up the the article uh, on the screen as well, so you can kind of see what's coming up uh so yeah they uh they kicked off the the entire uh presentation with monster hunter rise uh sunbreak dlc uh which uh is coming supposed to come out um summer of next year 2022 and um in the meantime they have uh monster Hunter uh monster hunter rise uh sale that is happening uh now through october th- oh actually it is over sorry you missed the sale uh <laughs> it is october 5th the sale ended on october 3rd sorry about that um but uh yeah monster hunter rise uh dlc called sunbreak uh then they showed off more of mario party superstars uh which should be launching on october 29th some extra modes and uh some different courses that they showed off like uh Woody Woods and uh, Yoshi's Tropical Island Horror Land all coming uh, to the game. Uh, and then Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars is uh, another game that's going to be 
coming out on October 28th. Uh, this is a tabletop RPG uh, game, and uh, let's let's just take those three at the front at the the beginning here. So, Monster Hunter Rise uh, DLC, Super Mario, or sorry, <laughs> Mario Party Superstars, and uh, Voice of Cards: The Isle Dragon Roars. Uh, what are your thoughts about this uh, these three games, Barry? Uh, I'm not a Monster Hunter Rise fan, but I know there are a ton of people are. Though. So to see DLC coming to show Capcom still supporting it, I'm happy for those fans. I think that's great. Uh, I know there's a ton of people that are super excited. And while it may not be for me, that's fine. Not everything is going to be for me, and I understand the importance. And so I'm happy to see the support. Mario Party Superstars I'm looking forward to a lot. I, I love the Mario Party games. I really enjoyed Super Mario Party despite its lack of boards. I do wish this had more than just five boards. I feel like that was the, the biggest drawback to uh, Super Mario Party was that there was only four boards and we never got more. Uh, so I would have loved to see more classic boards return and maybe they'll give us DLC. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to it. And Voice of Cards is one that I... You know, came out of nowhere. In fact, when it was shown off, I thought Bait and Kados was coming back, so I was super excited for that. Uh, Yoko Taro does some great stuff with Nier, and uh, I was like, oh, the music sounds cool. This looks intriguing. The art looks bravely default. Um, so, yeah, I'll give it a try because there's a demo. So I played the demo, and I fell in love with it. And it is, it, is, it is a full JRPG, but everything is cards. So you move around the board, and as you move, the cards flip over to show the terrain. And then when you – like, different events will happen. Not just, like, random encounters, which do happen – but there's also uh, random account, uh, like there's like random events. Like, oh, you found a bottle. The bottle says go here. Should we go over here? Or oh, there's a there's a binoculars here. Let's look off to the distance. What do we find? Or oh, there's a stone here. Should we touch it and see what happens? The stone and and and, and roll the dice and see what happens with the stone. Uh, cool things like that. There was a goblin that I found and it was poisoned and you could choose to attack it or heal it. So I gave it an antidote and it ran away. And then later on, I got another event with the goblin that I had healed and he gave me an item. And I'm like. That's really cool because it's random. Uh, it's like just tabletop, like rolling the dice every time you, you walk. Hmm. Uh, but you don't have to roll to move. You can just move as much as you want. Uh, the, unfortunately, the demo does not save the data. Like the save data doesn't transfer. However, I had a lot of fun with it. More fun than I thought. It's not terribly long. And if this intrigues you, I 100% urge you to try the demo because now I'm interested in the game. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on Monster Hunter. Um, that's really exciting for for fans of it, and and I've said this a previous podcast. I I wish I could get into Monster Hunter. I think I could if I had the time, but it's just one of those games that you really need the time to uh, to be able to sink into it, and I just don't have that anymore. Um, but uh, Mario Party, the more I see about it, the more I, I'm getting excited about it. I, at the beginning, I was like, really. Just another collection of the games from the N64. And I know N64 Mario Party was the best uh, Mario Party, but but still I was like, eh. Um, but every time I see a trailer, every time they announce more stuff like this and everything, I'm like, okay, okay. My my interest is, is, is starting to rise uh, more and more. And yeah, like you, I, I wish they had more to it. Um, maybe there's going to be more. I don't think they've, they've said that there's not going to be any DLC or anything updates along the way. Um, so I think I'm, I'm still hopeful that, uh, that we'll be able to see, see that at some point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the, on the fence now, if I'm end up, end up getting it or not. Uh, voice of cards is, uh, something that totally hit me from like way left field. Uh, didn't know it was the thing. 
And it's intriguing to me, but I don't know if I would enjoy like tabletop RPGs that I have played. I enjoy them because of the people I play with. And I don't know about playing one on like on a console. It's, with It's not tabletop that sort of in that sense, though. It's more like picture playing the original Final Fantasy or original Dragon Quest or something like mm -hmm. that. But instead of sprites, everything is a card. Yeah, that's it. The, okay. It's not like like random like the the map is set, but it, all the map is all cards turned over, so you don't know where the path is and you don't know which way to go. So as you go, the cards flip over around you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's a traditional JRPG just with cards, and it's okay. played like it's on tabletop, but it's in reality a standard JRPG. Okay. Okay. It, well, the, the good thing is I the good thing there's a demo, and so uh, yeah, maybe I'll check out the demo. Um, Jake's just planning on checking out the demo tomorrow and uh, Mario Kart he's going to get because he wants his friends to play with him. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's move on to uh, a little more news. Uh, lots, lots and lots to go uh, still. Uh, so they showed off Disco Elysium, the final cut. Uh, that's going to be out in just a few days, October 12th. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, the final cut digitally. Um, on October 12th, and then a physical version to make Barry happy, but unfortunately later uh, in early 2022, and pre-orders of the digital version started that time, so you can go ahead and get your uh, your pre-order of the digital copy. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Expansion Pass Wave 2 was shown off, and uh, we're going to be able to get that on October 29th. So uh, if you've gotten the Expansion Pass 1, you like pre-purchased uh, Expansion Pass 2, uh, Wave 2, uh, you're going to be able to get that automatically on October 29th. Um, lots of different uh, modes and stuff coming with that, as, as well as different characters. Uh, Chocobo GP, um, if you've been waiting for, uh, you know, be able to do some, some racing uh, with your Final Fantasy characters there, Barry. Uh, you're going to be able to soon do that in Chocobo GP uh, coming sometime in 2022 exclusively to the Nintendo Switch. And uh, we got word that there was going to be some Smash Brothers character revealed on October 5th. I don't know what that's all about. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but uh, And then we finally uh, we got a new Kirby game coming out. Um, sometime in spring 2022 called Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And uh, looks like this game is mostly uh, the, the 3D kind of version of Kirby that people have been wanting. Uh, it's went back to the, um, the, the, I guess, I don't know what you call it, the more traditional graphics. It's not like a yarn version or anything like that. It's uh, more of a, you know, what you would expect from... Mario, uh, Mario or Kirby in 3D. And uh, so that's going to be, like I said, coming out in spring 2022. So there's like five different announcements there. Barry, uh, what'd you think about all these? I've heard really good things about Disco Elysium. Uh, I do plan on picking up the physical. And since it comes out, the physical in 2022, uh, I'll see what my gaming schedule is like and whether I play that right away. Uh, the Hyrule Warriors DLC, I did not get the uh the first wave when it came out and i loved age of calamity i i 100 percent of that game uh i would like to go and see what the expansion pass includes but october 29th is already a stacked day so i might wind up doing that later um uh, towards the holiday uh if at all depending on how how crazy things get uh chocobo gp 
fantastic. 100% fantastic. I like the Chocobo racing games. This isn't the first Final Fantasy racer. What really has me is that there's Final Fantasy IX characters and Final Fantasy IX carts and Final Fantasy IX stages. That is great because IX is often forgotten about and it's a great, great game. Uh, love the fact that it's exclusive. Uh, up to 64 players in a tournament-style bracket is really interesting. Uh, it, it also seems to have a similar uh, combat system as Diddy Kong Racing, where you can power up uh, the same type of Magisite, which Diddy Kong Racing did on the N64, where you had like the missiles, and you got two missiles, and then the homing missiles. Like The more missiles you picked up if you held on to. So it's like the risk versus reward. Love it. Uh, Smash Brothers we'll talk about later, so we don't really have to talk about it now. And then Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Absolutely love it. I love 3D platformers, uh, and I love Kirby games, so it's a win-win. Uh, if it's anything like Mario 64 or Mario Odyssey, but with Kirby, uh, forget it. Like, like, absolutely bring it on. I will sink my teeth into it. And, nice. and I'm somebody who enjoyed Star Allies, um, even though I know a lot of people found it too basic. I did mm. enjoy Star Allies. So having a second Kirby game on the Switch, hell yeah. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I'm totally with you about Hyrule Warriors. Um, didn't get, get, uh, wave one expansion. Um, I may eventually, but it's one of those things that like, I really enjoyed the game, but I don't need it to keep going on, uh, necessarily. Um, in fact, if I, I don't even think I a hundred percented it yet, so I can always go back and do some of those, those, uh, challenges again. Um, Disco Elysium never uh, kind of into that stuff. However, uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So maybe, maybe I'll check it out if there is a demo. Um, I'll gladly check the demo out because I know this like people just raved about this game. Uh, so we'll see if if I uh, get it or not. But uh, Chocobo GP probably not going to get. But I, I love the fact that it's it's out and it's cool that it's exclusive. Um, Smash Brothers, like we said, we'll talk about that a little later. And uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I feel like I've told people this before on uh, the podcast, but I'm not a huge Kirby fan. Uh, mostly because I feel like it's too easy of a game. <laughs> and so I think, uh, it, and, and that's kind of the design of Kirby. It's supposed to be an easier game usually. Uh, and so this is the first Kirby game ever that I've, I've actually gotten a little excited about. And so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if I end up checking it out. Um, but just the look of it, how it's going 3D and how, like, yeah, you just said, if it's if it's like uh, Mario 64 or something like that, I'm like, I think I could I could really enjoy this, uh, this game. So I might end up actually buying a Kirby game for the first time ever uh, with this one. So we'll see. <laughs> oh. Well, moving on. Uh, oh, actually, let's go to the chat first. And a uh, lot of people, a lot of love for Kirby. In fact, that's like all the comments that I see right now is that most of uh, everybody's like really excited for Kirby, 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 Kirby. Uh, so that, that's awesome uh, that you guys are excited for it. And uh, yeah, we'll be able to talk about it more uh, in our Discord. So another plug for our Discord. Jump over there. When you get Kirby, we can talk more Kirby over there. Uh, next set of announcements they uh, they talked about uh, was Animal Crossing is finally getting some love. Uh, I know on the I think it was the last podcast last one, uh, yeah. yeah you and you and Greg had talked about it, it was like it's gotten forgotten about 
uh, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, they they're actually updating it. So uh, we're going to get an update in November, another free update that's going to be uh, bringing um, several things. One thing we know is the roost is finally coming. Uh, it looks like it's going to be an additional room in the the museum, um, which a lot of people had assumed that was probably going to be the case. Uh, and then uh, we're going to get a, a New Horizons Direct in October. And so more information coming very, very soon uh, about what that update will include. Also, Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, more content is coming to that game uh, that day. Uh, we had new playable characters and uh, new courses that were added to the game. And uh, so if you are a fan of Super Rush, you can actually, uh, you probably already have those. But if you haven't, make sure you do download uh, that update so that you can get those extra characters and extra courses. And then uh, Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition is coming to the Switch. Um, this was originally on the 3DS, and uh, now all the extra content and everything is all being uh, ported over to the Switch so that you can play and, uh, you know, get lost in the Disney digital world. So, Barry, of these three, uh, anything stand out? What do you think about these? Uh, I'm excited for Animal Crossing, uh, not only because my wife loves it, but it's we were just talking about how we were starved for content. Uh, there's also one other thing that was not shown in the Nintendo Direct, but it was tweeted uh, by the Isabel Twitter, which is the official Twitter, is they're going to be doing a fifth series of Animal Crossing Amiibo cards. And there are already five sets, but the fifth set that was put out was the Welcome Amiibo set where they're all in the little vans. There are going to be a fifth set of the Happy Home Designer set, which most people speculate are going to have the New Horizons characters, the characters that you know never got cards, uh, maybe some of the original uh, N64 slash GameCube characters. Um, but that's also concerning because these are 100-card sets, and for those of us like me that actually collected them all, now we have a whole new hurdle to get through, as if Amiibo aren't expensive enough. <laughs> but that right. is coming. Uh, Mario Golf, I never played. I uh, didn't really have any interest, but I'm so happy for those uh, that do play it because, again, it's new new characters and new courses for free, um, so go for it. And Disney Magical World 2 um, kind of took me by surprise. We just keep getting 3DS games, you know, Mitomo and now this. I would like to see Monster Hunter Stories 1 come over. That'd be good. Uh, I never played either Magical World games. I mean, I'm sure they're great games. In fact, I've heard pretty good things. Uh, for me, the biggest takeaway for Magical World 2 is it's the last appearance of the original voice actor of Scrooge McDuck, the one that we grew up with with DuckTales and all that. He died. I think he might have even died before the game came out, but he had recorded his lines or it was right after... Um, so if you're a fan, that, that is something, you know, unless they change it, which I don't know why they would, uh, is the last time he ever actually voiced the character. Hmm. Uh, so that's a little trivia tidbit. It's, I had no idea. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I agree uh, with you. Animal, Animal Crossing is the thing that most, most excites me. I, I, I need something to pull me back in the game um, because there's, I'm sure, so many weeds in my village, on uh, my island, and uh, there's probably roaches just taking over my house. And uh, so I need something to make me turn the game back on and, and check it out. Uh, so excited about that. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, Barry, that you're going to have to be on a card uh, rush with all those. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's just what you get for being a collector. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, yeah, I actually don't have any of the, the Amiibo cards at all. Um, uh, but uh, Mario Garf Super Rush, uh, cool. Um, I, I think this will help the game because I feel like a lot of people had talked about how it didn't really have a whole lot of content. And so I'm excited for for those people to that, that do enjoy this game to have more content um, for sure. But I don't think it's enough to to get me to get the game just yet. And uh, Magical World Two, that's that's a cool um, bit of bit of trivia there, but not enough to get me to get the game. However, I am intrigued, like you said, with so many 3DS games coming over. I'm like, you know, because it's a lot of games that I I didn't think they'd be able to to do. And they've yeah. they keep figuring out how to how to port those that two screen thing over to a single screen thing, and it's it's working out pretty well. Um, so that's that's really cool for for people that love the games, uh, the old games, or missed out on them for some reason. Um, that's cool that they keep doing that. Uh, let's see, Jakester says that Disney Magical World Two seems interesting, and uh, he doesn't know why, but he wants it. Uh, and uh, looks like he also. <laughs> Who, who oh you're talking about Pokemon or uh, about Link Link died Link died in the year that Magical World Two released is that mm-hmm. is that Link that died in the no I don't know what no, Jake's uh, talking about the, the actor who oh, played okay died in the year that world yeah this but is I what I, I get I for uh, looking at actually, yeah <laughs> I don't remember if the game actually released uh, first. Or if he, you know, or if he died before the game was released, but he did record uh, okay. his lines. Gotcha, gotcha. Some of these comments uh, from from chat, I need to read in context because I forget what. <laughs> they were. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. Uh, all right, so let's go back to a uh, little more, more announcements. Uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic is finally coming to Nintendo Switch on November 11th. Uh, so if you're a big fan or for some reason you missed out on that game, you're gonna be able to play it on switch, um, and pre-orders, uh, are already up and, uh, a game called dying light to stay human is coming to the switch on February 4th via a cloud version of the game. And, uh, if you missed out on the original, it is also coming to the game and in a normal version of the game not cloud version on october 19th so uh just a couple weeks away and uh then we also got word that triangle strategy is uh still a thing and uh it is going to be released on march 4th 2022 from square enix and uh they sent on a that that survey for the demo version they've got a lot of different uh updates and improvements that they've been making on the game and uh it is still coming out and set like i said for uh march 4th 2022 uh so of those four games barry uh what's your what's your thoughts uh knights of the republic is one of my favorite star wars games if not my favorite star wars game um i i i remember being so absorbed in that on the xbox um that i would cut college classes which is a terrible thing to do but i just couldn't pull myself away uh if they did not just announce that they're also remaking that's your republic for playstation i probably would jump into this again because it's been so long but since they're remaking it i probably would jump into the remake however i think it's amazing that the first one's coming to the switch to have it portable and if you've never played that's your republic hands down absolutely worth playing uh, unfortunately, none of it's canon now, or maybe they're going to make it canon now. I don't know um, with the whole Disney thing, but but a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Uh, Dying Light, I don't really care for. Um, interesting that 
2 is coming as a cloud version, I'm guessing because um, the Switch just can't handle it, uh, which is understandable. At least we're getting it. But Dying Light 1 being, you know, an actual version is good. Um, again, I've heard good things. It's just not my type of game. And Triangle Strategy, uh, I didn't like the demo. I'm not a big strategy role-playing fan. I love, I love the graphics. I love the fact that they took the, the information from the demo to heart and they're updating the game. And I really hope it's amazing. I hope it's truly amazing. I hope everyone that, that's looking forward to it loves it. Uh, I'll be picking it up for the collection, but it's not something that I'll be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Nice little Republic. Fantastic. But like, I think I already own like it on my, on steam or something like that. So I could still play like the original version. Uh, I'm looking forward to the update because it, it's a great game. It doesn't look great anymore. <laughs> so like, eh, it's all right that it's coming out on switch, but like, I'm more excited about the update as well. Um, and, uh, dying light on there with you, not, not really interested in it at all. Um, it's cool to see some of these games that we didn't think were going to be hitting the switch coming out in cloud versions. I guess that's the one way to be able to get those games on the switch. Uh, we're going to be talking about some other games that are coming to uh, switch via cloud later. Um, and we'll have, we'll have some more thoughts around uh, cloud versions at that point, but uh, dying light one and two, not really that exciting for me. Uh, Triangle strategy, I, again, very similar to the like, uh, what was the other game that Square Enix put out? Same kind of style of graphics. You're and talking everything. about uh, Octopath Traveler? Octopath Traveler. I love to look different at those games. games. Yeah, totally different games. But I love the look of those games and everything. Um, but I probably won't be getting it. But man, the graphics on those games look amazing. Um, so just just stunning. Like they're able to do that HD 2D thing like so well. And just like looks like a, a 2D paint, like an RT painting uh it's it's so awesome so yeah you know every time they announce these cloud versions all it tells me is the switch oled should have been 4k and they could have done dying light 2 as a cloud version but they also could have done dying light 2 native on the the switch oled 4k <laughs> hmm. you know that is interesting that is a that is a way they could still accommodate for old like people that don't have the new 4k mm -hmm. switch like hey you can still play this game but you're gonna have to stream it instead hmm. it's, it's interesting uh let's let's talk about that there's a couple of these next uh ones that we're gonna we're gonna hit and then um but we're gonna hit it actually the next two one at a time and uh the next one they, they talked about metroid dread um, it's coming out in just like three days from now on october 8th so they didn't really show off a whole lot um Barry, anything about Metroid Dread that you saw that day or anything we haven't talked about on a previous podcast before we move on to uh, the next kind of big announcement? Uh, I didn't. I mean, I, I saw the trailer, but I was already sold on it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. Uh, so the next announcement, uh, we're going to go to a separate article about this. Uh, we had uh, wrote up a couple other things that... Uh, Nintendo 64 is coming to the Switch Online along with Sega Genesis games. Wow. Did anybody see that coming? Uh, but uh, the interesting thing is, Barry, I don't know if you remember us talking about this uh, a couple episodes ago. 
And uh, I can't help but I, I, I think I, I clearly did not, but I'm going to I'm going to credit myself for maybe having an influence on Nintendo around this. <laughs> <laughs> clearly they did not listen to me but i think i remembered saying something about what if they increased the price and they offered more games could that be a strategy they'll go after and i'm pretty sure you guys said no <laughs> and lo and behold that's what they did <laughs> so uh yeah there's going to be an expansion pass coming out for uh for switch online that allows you to play in 64 games so uh, at the beginning, there's going to be Super Mario 64, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Mario 64, uh, sorry, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Sin and Punishment, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis 64, Win Back, and Yoshi's Story. And then eventually, uh, down the line, we'll get at these other games added, probably more than that, hopefully more than this. Uh, also, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, which is interesting, Pokemon Snap, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Kirby 64, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, and F-Zero X, along with uh, several Genesis games, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra, Hardcore, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, I think is Musha. how you pronounce it, Musha, uh, Fantasy Star 4, Rystar, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, and Strider. And to top it off, they also have upcoming controllers that I'm pretty sure this is what we were talking about at our last podcast, that they, uh, they're they going to be releasing an N64 and a Sega Genesis wireless version of the, each of those controllers coming out for the Nintendo Switch uh, that you can purchase if you are an online member. Uh, so, Barry, what do you think about this update to Switch Online, the expansion pass? I mean, I d definitely think it depends on the price. I'm hoping it's no more than $10 extra, uh, which would be wonderful. Uh, I mean, we all saw it coming that they were going to have to add new games, and they did say that they're still going to be adding NES and SNES games. So I really hope that doesn't trickle to more of a halt than it already has. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy, especially because there's a lot of people that didn't get to experience these games, first and foremost. Second, playing these games without like the n64 without an n64 controller sometimes just doesn't feel right like i remember when sin and punishment which we never got over here it came out on WiiWare, and i bought it and i downloaded it because i really wanted to play it and i played it with the wii pro controller and i thought the game was good but i i really couldn't get into it because the the controls weren't designed for the wii pro controller the n64 had such a unique control scheme with the c buttons which are you know northeast of the A and B buttons, they usually map that to the right analog stick, which is usually southwest of the A and B buttons. So that throws everything off because now everything is backwards. And of course, the analog stick is very different than the four buttons. Uh, so I look forward to playing it this time with the proper controller as it, as it was always intended. Uh, I think the selection of games is great. Uh, for me, the biggest surprise is Winback, which is one of those games that I absolutely love, and it, it did wind up eventually going to other systems. But I got Winback on the 64 when it came out, and I I really loved that game. And I never played the sequel, and it was a sequel, but but it, it was just a lot of fun. And it's like a it's really like an underdog on the system, and mm -hmm. it makes me have hope that some other great exclusives like Mischief Makers, uh, and, you know, Space Station Silicon Valley, they'll find their way over. And of course. 
Uh, seeing Banjo Kazooie gives me hope that the rare catalog could find its way over as well. Uh, as for Genesis, when he, when when you know they they were talking about oh and one more system, I was thinking Game Boy. I think 99% of everybody else was thinking Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Color, and maybe even Game Boy Advance. And and to see Sega Genesis was like all right, out of left field. Nintendo's now making a Sega controller. Uh, I think the lineup for Genesis is superb. I think it is absolutely probably uh, the best pick of an assortment of games you can pick for the Genesis. And a lot of people don't realize, but some of those games are expensive. Like Musha is one of the most expensive Genesis games. So if you wanted to play it outside of emulation, like it's going to be expensive. So to get it here, that's great. You can Castlevania Bloodlines and Contra Hardcore and Fantasy Star 4, Streets of Rage 2. Like, you, these are some fantastic, fantastic games. Must-play games uh, on the system. So you're getting all that, which is wonderful. My biggest complaint is that we're not getting the six-button Genesis controller. We're, supposedly, they say the three-button is more iconic, so they're going with that. But that limits you to only putting three-button games instead of six-button games. That controller exists. Why not? And then to make insult to injury, Japan is getting the six-button controller. So you absolutely can make it because it does exist. Luckily, you can import it from Japan, but you have to buy from somebody else because you, you can't have the – unless you pay for a Japanese subscription – Uh to me, that just boggles my mind. Why make the effort of getting a three and a six and then not letting you get the six? Because that, that only allows you to play more games. It only gives you more options. And if they ever say, here's Mike Street Fighter 2 or Mortal Kombat or something uh, on the Genesis thing, have fun playing that with a three-button controller. It right. sucks. You need the six-button controller for that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully... <laughs> You can actually use like a Switch Pro controller and be able to, you, you, you know, you, use those extra functions. But yeah, if you want to get the the original experience, well, you're going to get the original experience with three buttons. Um, Jakester says he feels like fifty dollars is a lot for Genesis. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> like for uh, it is in that sweet spot though. Like I feel like if they went over fifty, I've been like well, that's a lot of money. But like forty nine ninety nine, I'm like. All right, I think I can afford that. I think I can make it work. Um, and nothing else for like nostalgia anyway. Like I don't know if I'll how much I'll use it, but it's it's like like the SNES. Can, like I have it. Um, it's cool to have, but I don't rare. I rarely use it, but it's cool to to have. Um, I I agree with you about the Genesis games. Fantastic selection. However, I know it's a fantastic selection because they're already out on Genesis collections. All but like two of those games you can already play on Genesis, collect Genesis collections, and so like that's weird that they would like. I think that's that's strange that you can get these games already, but they're going to put them on this thing that you have to pay extra for. I mean, you can play online, which is cool, but it's the same game you can already get in a Genesis collection. So I don't know, but yeah, fantastic selection. They've already done it several times. Sonic um, 2 is also getting the, the HD version and the Origins collection coming later, too. There you go. <laughs> but they did um, say October. This month, we we're going to get more information, and it's, yeah. they're going to launch this month, too. So Yeah. I am I am also excited to see, like, hey, Banjo-Kazooie? Really? Like, that was a surprise <laughs> to see that they've, they've worked something out. Not totally surprised because it looks like you know microsoft and nintendo are, are playing a lot lot a lot nicer nowadays uh than they used to but um but yeah it's interesting to to see that on the list like yeah will will more rare uh classic rare games be be coming over if so that'd be really cool so um yeah what do you what do you think the price is going to be 
I, I think $10 and $15 more if you have the uh, family pack. Makes sense. So I uh, would go up from $20 to $40 or $30 a year. $30 and, and then, 35 to 50 Okay. Yeah. I think that, that makes sense. I think I, I personally, I, I'd, I'd do it if it was 10 If it was 20 more, I definitely have to question it a lot. Also, will we get any more like more stable internet with that? Like, will, will there be any other perks besides the games? Right. Because they still have to talk more about that. Right. That's that's a really good point. Yeah. Will will there be extra stuff? Like, if it's just that, ah, yeah, ten dollars is pushing it. But if it's more, all right. Now you're now you're talking, and maybe there's actually going to go there. I, I think it's interesting that they did call it a uh, expansion pack, like the N64 expansion pack. Mm-hmm as well so well let's move on because there's still a lot to talk about uh they also covered shadow run trilogy uh this is a cyberpunk meets fantasy game uh three game collection of a cult classic rpg it's coming to the switch sometime in 2022 uh castlevania advanced collection is uh actually already on the switch it, it launched later that day act razor renaissance uh, was the Super NES game ActRaiser Returns uh, in remastered HD and uh, also launched that day. And uh, Deltarune Chapters 1 and 2 uh, also launched later that day. Uh, so, Or actually, sorry, Chapter 1 uh, launched that day. Chapter 2 is going to be coming uh, soon, if I uh, remember correctly. No, and Chapter 1 was already out. Two chapter 1 is already out. Chapter two. Yeah, two. Okay, that's what it is. Too. Gotcha. Now that makes sense. Um, again, like I said, I forgot about this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Hot Wheels Un- Unleashed uh, coming out on September 30th, which is already passed at this point. And uh, yeah, that's a whole uh, um, racing game for Hot Wheels. And so, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about, or not you guys, <laughs> I forget Greg's not here. <gasps> oh, Greg. Um <laughs> Greg's still alive. I, I promise. Uh, but Barry, what do you what do you think about uh, these announcements here? <laughs> um, so I never played the Shadowrun games. Uh, I think that's great that they're coming. Especially, I, I love compilations uh, of series just because it makes it really easy for everybody to enjoy it. Uh, I might check it out. I might not. It really depends on physical or not. Uh, Castlevania Advanced Collection, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'm really hoping this gets physical. The GBA Castlevania games are great. Uh, I do think the DS ones are a little bit better, but I'm happy to see these there. And they threw in Dracula X for for shits and giggles. It's a fourth bonus game, so that's awesome. Uh, ActRaiser Renaissance. Uh, ActRaiser is a, a cult classic on the Super Nintendo, and to see it get remade is great. And uh, I've heard I've heard I've heard mixed things, but I do hope it gets physical, and and I would love to uh, give it a try. And I I never played Delta Rune. I did Undertale. Um, Free is good, um, so, you know, Chapter 2 is free, so you can enjoy it. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, I do own. I, I did pick it up. I haven't played it yet, but I've heard nothing but amazing, amazing things. Like, like a lot of people saying this game is better than it has any right to be. It does the environments really cool because it, like, puts you as a, like, you're racing as a car and, like, these giant environments. Um, like, you know, like chairs are huge and tables are huge and you're racing along the racetracks and loop-to-loops. And apparently it, it's so much fun. It's a fen- phenomenal arcade racer. So that's that's really exciting. That's on other systems too, but that's really exciting that the Switch gets not only Cruise and Blast, but Hot Wheels in the same month. So great for yeah. arcade racing fans. 
That's that's true. Because um, we, we went so long without really many arcade racers uh, racers on the on the Switch. So that's that's really exciting. Um, I pretty much uh, echo all of your thoughts. Um, not really into Shadow Run. Awesome that we're getting the advanced collection of Castlevania, um, and it might be one of those things that I end up picking up because I think I only played maybe two of those games originally. I didn't play all of them. So uh, cool to have it all in a collection. And uh, Act Razor was one of those games that I had heard about, but uh, never played. And so uh, that's cool that it that we're getting it on Switch and, and remastered in HD. That's that's pretty awesome. I didn't realize it had that much love. Um, and so that's that's cool to, to hear. Uh, Deltarune, like you, never, never been into it, but cool to have the update. And uh, Hot Wheels is one of those games that I eventually might be picking up because I'm I'm always a, a fan of a an arcade racer and uh, but now I got to pick we're cruising or, or Hot Wheels. Which one do I pick? Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> Money. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so let's let's keep moving on. Five more uh, games, actually six games that were announced, uh, talked about before we move into another weird thing that we got to hear about. Uh, but we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Surviving the Aftermath is a procedurally generated uh, world building game that's uh, going to be launching this winter. Shin Megami Tensei 5 was shown off and uh, the game is going to be dropping on November 12th. Wreckfest is a demolition derby themed racing game that's going to be out on the Switch this fall. And uh, Arcade Archives Pac-Man and Arcade Archives Xevious uh, both dropped that day. And so you can get both of those arcade versions of of that game, uh, each of those games. And Rune Factory 5 was shown off, uh, and that's going to be launching on the Switch on March 22nd, 2022. So, Barry, what what do you think about these set of games? Uh, Surviving the Aftermath is a game I haven't even heard of. It looks kind of cool. Uh, could be a lot of fun. I probably won't have time for it, but it's awesome that it's on the Switch. Shin Megami Tensei Five. I am really looking forward to. Uh, the SMT games are definitely interesting, weird RPGs, and while I never really got into them, I did get into the Persona series. And for everything I've seen about Five, it just looks great. I love the premise. I love the story. I love the, the artwork. The character looks cool, and the combat looks great. And absolutely november 12th i am looking forward to diving into this game uh wreckfest i've heard good things about it and it looks really cool uh whether or not i i play it is another story but again if this is your type of thing another another racing game that's great uh never played the archive archives arcade archives sorry that was weird uh <laughs> pac-man pac-man and xevious i played however uh in the arcades on the actual arcade you know machines uh, I'm just hoping that at the end of the day, uh, they just bring all these and they make like a compilation game where you have a physical card of all these. Then I'll probably pop it in and just have some fun. But until then, uh, great for those that want to relive that experience, but uh, I don't really have the time to relive that. Uh, and Rune Factory 5, 100%, so looking forward to it. Rune Factory 4 Special, one of my favorite games on the Switch. Uh, took me by surprise, just a ton of fun. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what, uh, what the fifth game has to offer. Nice. Nice. Uh, Jaser says he's, uh, hyped for Rune Factory five. Um, it sucks. It keeps getting, it got delayed a lot of times, but, uh, but yeah, I agree. But 
like I said, um, we've said about a lot of different games. Hopefully, uh, delays being better game in the end. Um, and uh, Jairo Tiger says that he thinks it's cool that uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five comes with a steel book as well. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the sections of, of the uh, of the direct where I was like, "Eh, not for me." Um, still great announcements, still great games that are coming out. I'm sure that people are going to really enjoy it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've just never been a huge fan of the the Shin Megami Tensei series. Uh, Wreckfest seems okay, but when you put it against like Cruisin' and and uh, Hot Wheels also coming out, like I'm probably not going to get that. Uh, the same thing with the arcade archives. Like they're they're great games, great on the original arcades, but. I don't know. I've never, I haven't gotten one that I've, and I, I'm a huge fan of Galaga. Like if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you probably know that I'm a huge fan of Galaga. And even I didn't get the arcade archives version of Galaga. And so like, it's probably because I have like seven or eight, nine, I don't know how many versions of Galaga on all these different systems at this point. So I'm like, I don't need one more. And I think that's the same thing with like, I own five different versions of Pac-Man. I don't need this, this one. Um, and Rune Factory 5, uh, not a huge fan of. Um, I'll uh, leave your Farmville to to you, uh, Barry. <laughs> That's a big oh, yeah. insult to Rune Factory fans. I'm sorry. I know it's so much better than Farmville. Um, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my thoughts about it because I think, eh, I don't really want to farm for fun. Um, but uh, let's move on because there was another announcement because, uh, yeah, we, we didn't just talk about games, this uh, Nintendo Direct. Um, <laughs> we, we actually got word about, uh, the Super Mario movie. Um, and you've all heard the me, you've seen the memes. It's all out there by now. Chris Pratt is going to be Mario. And, uh, they basically gave a, a rundown of the, uh, several members of the cast of the voice cast, um, including, like I said, Chris Pratt as Mario, Anna Taylor Joy as Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, uh, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan-Michael Key uh, as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen, <laughs> Fred Armisen as uh, Donkey Kong, or sorry, Cranky Kong, um, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, Sebastian Manascalo as Spike, I can't pronounce his last name, sorry, Sebastian, and uh, surprise cameos. From Charles Martinet, the original, well, mostly original voice of <laughs> Mario. Uh, not completely original, but mostly original. That's the voice we know as as Mario. Uh, the movie is going to be coming out uh, worldwide in uh, the holiday season, December of 2022, specifically in North America on December 21st, 2022. And uh, more information is coming later. Uh, but uh, it's a game. It's a movie. <laughs> We're used to talking games here. Um, it's a movie uh, being put out by Illumination. So that's the the people that. That are behind the Despicable Me and the Minions and the Secret Life of Pets, and so uh, we've known this movie is going to be coming out for a while. Uh, but now we we get some some characters uh, or some actors uh, announced for the for the casting. So Barry, what <laughs> what you think about all this? <laughs> I mean, I think it's fine. I know a lot of people are memeing about Chris Pratt and and oh, it should be Charles Martinet and all that stuff, and you know. Here's the deal. 
I'm going to reserve my judgment until I see footage and hear. Because, you know, I remember back in the day when everyone was like, oh, my God, Mr. Mom is going to be Batman. Oh, this is going to be a joke. And now how many people love Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and Batman? Uh, that's just it. You know, you, you, you have to judge things after you see how it is. I also come from the generation where we had Mario before Mario was Charles Marnet. We had the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with Lou Abano, and we had, I forget who did the voice yeah, in the cartoon. It might have, might have also been Lou as well. Uh, we had the, the Bob Hoskins, the Super Mario Brothers movie. You know, we had Super Mario Brothers 3 cartoon. We had Super Mario Brothers World cartoon. We had Mario talk a lot of our generation in sentences before Charles ever had the thing. So for me, hearing another voice doesn't bother me because I grew up where Charles wasn't the voice of Mario. So I'm going to reserve judgment uh, since my motto-san is you know, overseeing this. I'm sure if he heard Chris Pratt and said, oh, God, no, <laughs> he, would, he would veto it. <clears throat> this is his, his baby. So if Miyamoto is like, yes, I'm okay with this, I like this, I'm happy with this, I think we should give him the benefit of the doubt and wait until we hear what it sounds like. Now, if it comes out and it sounds terrible, Sonic movie rage, let's go for it. Absolutely. But if it comes out and it says, wow, that sounds really good, you know? So I'm reserving my judgment. I think this could be fantastic. Um, you know, I think this could be terrible. I think this could be a, a total train wreck of a cult classic movie like the original Mario movie. Or this could be the next big thing and we're setting up a Smash Brothers, you know, universe with, with Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I think, you know, yes, we have Charles Martinet and he's fantastic. And um, he's great. And, and, and initially I was shocked. Like I actually, I, I saw the casting list and I saw his name, like I think on the list and I go, oh my gosh, they actually got him to voice Mario. And then all of a sudden it was like Chris Pratt as Mario. I'm like, oh, okay, where are you going with this? And then, you know, people like Jack Black as Bowser and I'm like, all right, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I'm like, oh, okay, where are you going with this movie? <laughs> this could be really interesting. Um, and that's, there's some big names in there. And, and that's really cool, I think, to, to get. They, they've spent some money <laughs> on this movie and uh, to get those kind of names. And, and, and to be able to see, like, Chris Pratt is so excited to play Mario. Like, that, that's like a, a, his kid dreams coming true. Um, and so that's really cool. And, and I think the big thing for for all of us fans is like to remember, like Charles Martinet never played uh, Mario in the on screen versions of Mario. It was always the game versions of Mario. So if we think of it in that way, we're able to like kind of detach a little bit, and and it's okay. But it is really cool that he's in it. So like, there's a lot of different speculation. I know people are kind of theorizing about you know how Charles is going to actually play into it. What's the storyline? How is this all going to work out? Because they've got you know. Cranky Kong in it and Donkey Kong and Peach and Luigi, but also like Spike and like characters like that. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, where are they going to go with this story? Um, do you get any thoughts around like where they could go with this, Barry? I don't know. But to me, the, the most exciting thing was seeing Spike there 
because I think a lot of people watching that is probably like, who? Or they might be thinking of the green enemy that spits right. the the ball, the, the spiky ball that's in the more recent Mario games. Uh, but Spike was Foreman Spike, who was from Wrecking Crew, and and that's like, wow, they're talking about Mario's appearance in Wrecking Crew, like they're canonizing that as prior to Super Mario. So maybe maybe he starts off, you know, working as a constructor worker because remember in Donkey Kong he was a carpenter. So, you know, now he's a, you know, construction with Wrecking Crew and, and Spike is his boss. And then he winds up maybe going from there, doesn't like it and becomes a plumber. And then does, you know, it's like the, the Mario Super Show where, you know, they're, they're unclogging a drain and they get sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom. And, <laughs> and we reenact that for all we know. Who knows? <laughs> as long as they do the Mario. Oh, man, that has to be there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be there somewhere. I know. There's so many ways that they can just bring in little little Easter eggs here and there that I really hope they do. Um, but I think the biggest thing... You know yeah, what I want to see, though? What's they that? need to somehow put the PSA of Lou Abano in the Mario outfit talking about drugs. <laughs> yes. that, that has to be there somehow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if they're just watching watching TV and seeing him do it like in an infomercial or something. Your drugs are going to die. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, I think what you said is, is so important for us to remember that, that Miyamoto is behind this and he is the, the father of Mario, like, and behind every game in some way, um, all throughout, you know, Mario's history. So like the fact that he's putting a stamp of approval on this, like I, I have to be okay with that as a fan of <laughs> the guy that made this character and all of those worlds is, is putting his stamp of approval, like. I can I can withhold judgment until I see it. You know, I, of course I still, you know, am am, you know, able to have an opinion about it, but uh but just based on announcements alone, I'm going to withhold judgment as well like you Barry and uh and wait till I see it and uh and see what they do with it. But I am excited um to see where they could go with this cuz with that cast and those characters that we know are coming back and that kind of clearly that kind of money that they're putting behind this uh, movie, this could be really, really fun uh, next December. So, yeah, let us know what you guys think about it as well. Uh, looks like most of the chat is, is in total agreement as well. Um, and uh, Kevin says that he, he liked the Sonic movie much more than he thought. I, I did as well. Um, I think they did a really good job with that, especially uh, after all the, uh, <laughs> the the hubbub, I guess, uh, over all the the uh, the style of sonic in the beginning and everything i thought they did a really good job with that movie um and uh you know it was my game or my movie of the year for 2020 because i didn't really see anything after that uh <laughs> but uh let's finish up this nintendo direct with the last two announcements and that was splatoon 3 and bayonetta 3 uh so we got to see a little bit more of splatoon 3 coming out in sometime in 2022 uh, so there's going to be some some different uh, campaign modes and things like that. And uh, completely out of left field, we weren't expecting this. People were thinking, actually, I remember Jakester actually saying uh, in the uh, in our Discord, yeah, this is what I wish for, but I know it's not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, at the end, they say, hey, we got Bayonetta 3 news. Uh, so we got to see a new trailer for the, for the game, and uh, it's coming out sometime in 2022 as of now. Uh, and more information, of course, to be released at a later date. And uh, there's a lots of lots of speculation around Bayonetta three now. Uh, there was already some around that. Now there's even more after seeing that trailer. So uh, Barry, what do you think of Splatoon three and Bayonetta three? 
Uh, Splatoon 3 is a game that I'm really not interested in. I, I, I enjoyed the first one. I never played the second. Um, I'm so happy for the fans. I also think Splatoon 3 and all the whole Splatoon series has some fantastic music. And uh, they're so quirky, uh, you know, in their own realm. Uh, the trailer I thought was phenomenal. I love how it just it starts like going crazy and changes up the musical style and starts getting all weird. And there's that one animation I laugh every time I see it of a fish on a tricycle uh, that's just so quick as it rides across the screen. I'm just it's just, it's so bizarre. I love it. You could tell the developers are having fun with it. And uh, if you're excited for it, then I hope you have a great time. Uh, the head de head developers also really quirky and weird and and making a physical three uh, it's just it's just so nintendo i love it uh bayonetta three i am beyond hyped for uh i really thought like when the trailer started i saw platinum right away so i'm like all right this is a platinum game and i thought bayonetta three possibly and then they showed lappy and I was like, oh, my God, Astral Chain 2. Like, we're getting Astral Chain 2 before we're getting Bayonetta 3. And then, no, Bayonetta shows up. And she looks awesome. I love how breaking the fourth wall she was. You know, I'm late to the party. But, uh, you know, I'm, 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 you know, guarantee I'm worth the wait. And uh, the gameplay looks great. Kaiju fights look great. Uh, just, it, it looks amazing. <laughs> like, I can't wait for it. It's supposedly next year. Uh, so I guess we'll see, but I'm really happy that we finally got something 2017. It was shown off. So that was, you know, almost four years ago, um, because it was, it was game awards. So it was December of 2017. So it's about time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Um, I think I, I said this on a previous episode, but I, I'm, I'm still, I don't know. I guess I don't understand why they have to come out with another Splatoon game. Why can't they just update it? I think, I think when they came out with Splatoon 2, it kind of made sense. It was on a different system, you know, things like that. But but with Splatoon 3, I'm like, I, I would have preferred just an update to Splatoon 2. Just enhance the game, you know, if you have to release DLC, pay DLC, whatever. But, like, I think games like that, I, I enjoy them more if they just keep putting more effort and money and love into that game and just keep making it better because I see it, it could be like an eSport kind of game. I think that's what they wanted it to be. But if they keep releasing new versions of it, like, I don't know, it gets me disinterested over time. Um, especially when there's multiple versions on one system. It makes sense if like Switch 2 comes out. Okay, yeah, put a new version of Splatoon out there. Um, but I don't know. At this point, I'm like, I enjoyed Splatoon 1 a lot. I enjoyed Splatoon 2 some. But by the time Splatoon 3 comes around, I'm not interested anymore. Um, and that's just how it is. Like, I think if they kept making it enhanced, I probably would have stuck around a little longer. But but that's their decision. Um, and I'm sure they want to make more money. And that's that's another way of making more money is releasing a new game. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, uh, and then uh, especially because Nintendo doesn't want to do pay to pay to play kind of stuff all that much, and that's how games like Fortnite and PUBG and all that stuff keep enhancing their game because you pay for all these other things, and Nintendo doesn't want to do that, so that's why they release a brand new game. Uh, Bayonetta three, I agree, um, looks great. Um, I need to go back and actually play Bayonetta one and two at some point. I played some demos and all that stuff, but I've never actually just played through the games, um, and so like have experience with the game, but 
little really um, in comparison uh, to, and so that the cool thing is that um, I've still got a lot of gameplay ahead of me before I go into three <laughs> to play through one and two. Um, and so, uh, but it is pretty exciting and, and great to see it's coming. And uh, yeah, at least as of now, it's still come out for switch for switch. <laughs> it can maybe switch to or switch pro by the time it comes out, but uh, finally cool to see, see more information. Um, Jakester says he'd rather deny something being proved and then being proved wrong. Yeah, I totally get you. I, I I wasn't like poking fun or anything. It was just funny that like I think we were all there with you and going, yeah, we're not going to see Bayonetta three. We've not seen it in four years. Uh, why would we see it today? And then all of a sudden they surprise us with it. Um, so uh, yeah, what there was another game he mentioned too. Oh, it's Metroid Four. Yeah, I totally <laughs> same thing. So. So yeah, would you would, before we jump into the Sakurai uh, and all the Smash Brothers stuff, any any final thoughts about uh, the Nintendo Direct, Barry? Uh, yeah. So like I said, uh, when I when this you know wrapped up, I looked at it and said this is probably a seven. You know, I, I left, I was happy. Uh, I wasn't overly ecstatic. Um, a lot of the stuff we knew about already, like there was wasn't a lot of surprises, and a lot of the surprises either a leaked like Castlevania advanced collection uh, or were at a left field and I didn't know what to think about it, like voice of cards. So it was like a seven. But then as I thought about what was shown off more and as I played like the demo voice of cards and I started watching other people's reactions to it, I realized that directors has a lot to it. And when you already factor in, like I said, before we started talking about this, we already had a stacked remainder of this year. Like Advance Wars 1 and 2 wasn't shown off, and Pokemon wasn't shown off, and, and you know, Metro Dread was shown off, but, but we didn't need it to cruise and blast and WarioWare. And, like, we already had this going in, and we knew, like, SMT was coming. Uh, so to add all this extra stuff, and some of the stuff we forgot about, like, like well, I guess I forgot about, like, Hyrule Warriors uh, and Mario Party we knew, but, but just to have all this added on, it was it's like icing on the cake. We could have done without this direct, and we would have been in a great position. This only adds to it. And, of course, the knowledge of th still this year, this month, we're getting the N64 and the Genesis stuff. We're getting Animal Crossing's direct, obviously the Smash, and we're about to talk about it. There's a lot this year. And, you know, they, Nintendo usually packs the, the second half of the year. Uh, so I wound up giving it around an 8. Like, it actually improved from a 7 to an 8 to me. Uh, wasn't the best direct was a very, very good direct, and I know it made a lot of people happy. And of, as usual, it also disappoints a lot of people, too, because mm. they want everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It looks like Jake's also would give it an eight uh, as well. Um, yeah, I thought it was it was solid. I think uh, it has nothing to do I, I, like as I as we were talking through it and everything, it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, it, it was it was actually forgettable. Um, just life goes on. Um, but, you know, as we get talking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was cool to see. That was cool to see, too. And I remember seeing that and everything. Um, I think the the disappointing thing is that a lot of stuff is 2022. Um, and so we're still going to have to wait on a lot of the things. And so it wasn't, we didn't get a ton of stuff that was just like, it's going to come out soon. We got there was a lot several, of drops, several things and a lot of shadow drops. I think the, the shadow drops were things that I was like, eh, they're like not interesting to me. However, it's still fantastic games, but you were a lot talking of those... about Castlevania Advance Collection. You were going to pick up, and well, yeah, like, like you said, that was, that was leaked though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, not that it was shadow drops. 
Right. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, but most of them were games that are like, mm, I don't know. The things that I was most excited about are far in the future still, which is fine. That's totally fine. That's still they an exciting announcement winner. for sure. It's true. So some of those things. So like I said, I'm still giving it a solid score. Like it, it would still probably, I'd agree with you guys, seven or eight um, overall. Uh, but I'm just kind of, you know, processing a little bit like, oh, that's this the little bit of why I forgot about it because some of those games that I'm excited about aren't coming out for months or maybe a year later. Um, but still a fantastic showing. And uh, I think one of, one of their best showings, I think, for a direct... I'd say in a long time, but we've only got, you know, one or two the last year. So um, that's probably not really a fair saying because we haven't really got three this year. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's the best of this year. Actually, no, E3 was better. But uh, but I'd say it was it was close behind E3, I think. All right. Well, we did get uh, more news about uh, Sakurai and the final character. Coming to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and uh, that is none other than Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so a lot of people were were thinking it might happen, uh, speculating for years if Sora would actually come to the uh, to Smash Brothers, and finally it is going to be happening, dropping on October eighteenth, and uh, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, just finally. And it's actually in the the thing the thing it says Sora is finally here. That's like the uh the incoming, you know, new new fighter scene uh, uh screen was Sora is finally here. Um so yeah, October 18th is going to be dropping. Uh this will be somehow they said 89th character, but when I look at the website and I count them all up, it's 82. So I I maybe there's they additional said 89 counting like Pokémon Trainer is 3 and and me, you know, the me fighters and yeah, it's weird like because sometimes they count Pyra the the alternates and sometimes they don't. It so said I guess in the if bottom, you count like all with of an them. asterisk, it said counting the alternates. Okay, so all of them, eighty nine characters. That's a heck of a lot of characters to to have in uh, Smash. That's awesome. Eighty nine characters, uh, and then we're also going to be uh, getting uh, nine new songs. Uh, and then an extra song if you have saved data from Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory on your Switch. And uh, then there also the, the new stage that comes along with uh, Sora is Hollow Bastion from the original game. And you'll like fly through uh, that stage and see some other scenes from the original game. And there's like a, a final version of it uh, that you transition into called Dive into the Heart. And it has a stained glass window um, and a bunch of other characters that will be kind of shown on that as well. Um, so we got to see the, the moves we got to see, uh, all Sora and everything. Um, before we jump into the, the other announcement, uh, that we keep alluding to over and over again, we're, we're going to get into that in just a second. Uh, Barry, what do you think about Sora coming to smash the, the top ballot winner apparently in, in the, uh, the smash ballot Sora was number one finally here. Well, first off, I think a lot of people were confused when Bayonetta was shown off and said, like, she's number one. And you're like, wait, how is she number one? Uh, it's interesting to know that they lied about that. Um, I, I understand why they did, because they probably tried Sora, and Disney was like, no. <laughs> so what do you do? Oh, crap, the top one we can't do. Uh, I also like the reason that Awada said we're not going to uh, tell you what the results were, because we don't want you badgering. Uh, the other developers saying, make it happen, make it happen. Uh, so very respectful of Awada. I understand that, and I do appreciate that. 
I also like the fact that they showed off the Me Fighter costumes first because Me Fighter costumes are always what people look at as D confirmations. So since this was the final fighter, they did it at the start just to get the D the confirmed characters off. And I, I found it interesting that Doom Slayer was one of them because I know Doom Slayer was a front runner and one I I was not excited about joining. It would be like, all right, whatever. Um, just I, I, Doom never really was huge to me. But it's great to see that Doom Slayer is there as a, as a me costume. So you can still play. Weird that they played Doom music, but Doom music is not included with, with the character. Uh, the Octoling wig and the Judd hat are kind of meh, I guess it was to deconfirm Octolings, although they could just do alternate like P5, P6 or whatever for, for Inklings, uh, make them Octolings. Uh, I can see Octoling being an Echo Fighter in the next Smash for sure. Uh, but then in terms of Sora, I thought the reveal trailer was fantastic. I, I was pre- prepared for seeing everybody in this as a final thing. I like that it brought it back home to the original launch trailer. Or, or the, the announcement trailer with the flaming logo. Uh, really well done. I saw a lot of people think at that point when it was just the fire that it was going to be Dark Souls because the campfire. Uh, I didn't even make that connection, but I can understand why people would think that. Uh, maybe this is a Dark Souls character. Glad it's not a Dark Souls character just because I don't think that franchise is big enough at this point uh, to get in, uh, especially because it's not Nintendo. Um, but to see once I saw the the key blade on fire, like before it even showed the Mickey, I knew instantly. And I was like, they did it. The sons of a bitches, they did it. You know, like, you know, it's happening. And I'm, I'm not a huge kingdom arts fan to, to preface it. I did beat the first two games. I played 365 over eight. I did play train of memories. I, I didn't beat them. I played birth of sleep, didn't beat it. And I played kingdom arts three and I didn't beat it. But, uh, and I've, I've watched, videos on the story and the story is beyond convoluted uh that being said i did enjoy what i played and uh i know there's a ton of kingdom hearts fans and ton of people that are so excited and for me it was an exciting announcement but it was even better because after it aired i did go back and watch other people's reactions and like i was tearing up for them because of how excited they were and to me that's what video games about like, it should be about the excitement. It should be about the joy. And even if something doesn't excite you, it excites somebody else. And we can't get everything we want. We, You know, it's very rare to be excited for everything. But you shouldn't be down on someone else's enjoyment. So for me, it's infectious. I love seeing people excited. I love seeing people happy. And that, to me, made the character even better. And then, of course, in traditional Sakura love, uh, the love he gave to Sora in the the reveal was great. Uh, the the whole multiple costumes for for four of the games, and then you know seeing the Timeless River version with the different facial expressions, the the fact that when you play the stamina and you win, it does the Kingdom Hearts winning animation with it like fades away. Uh, things like that are just those little touches that just make it and. That's something I can appreciate playing Kingdom Hearts. It's kind of like when Joker was revealed and they were doing those like cool touches, like when you win, how Joker starts running. And I was like, I don't get it. And then I played Persona 5 Royal. And I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. Like, I get those references. So if you've never played Kingdom Hearts, you're probably like, I don't, like, whatever. But if you played Kingdom Hearts, you know that is such a cool little reference. It's those little things that make Smash Brothers above the other games. Right. Uh, 
just just awesome. Um, really happy about that. Noticed the severe lack of Disney characters. Uh, they showed Disney like in the recap. He mentioned Maleficent once, um, but otherwise outside the keychain, which probably cost them a crap ton of money. Uh, there's no Disney characters. Disney characters were actually removed from the stained glass windows in the back. Uh, it, it's a meme going on right now. The Sora stained glass, the original version of it has Donald and Goofy. And in this version, it's got a star and a raft in its spot. So now people are making memes of the star and the raft in, in, uh, in Sora's party instead of Donald and Goofy. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, but it's weird that, you know, obviously all the songs are original songs. None of them are Disney songs. Uh, it's weird that Disney didn't want to play ball uh, more so. That they were, you know, especially with such an established franchise as Smash, you would think, hey, this is our ticket in. This is big. We could work with Nintendo. And yeah. it's more like, pay us X amount and we'll give you the keychain. Uh, some people are speculating there won't even be an amiibo. Um, I think there still will be because I'm sure that's part of the contract signed. Like, you have to let us make an amiibo. Um, but some people are like, oh, Disney's not going to let anybody make a character of their their own character, you know. Uh, some people say, well, what's weird because there's like like Jungle Book characters in, I think it's Fall Guys and stuff like that. All those promotions are timed promotions. Disney doesn't like to have their characters anywhere permanent is another thing I heard. And since Smash Brothers is permanent in this case, um, it's not like Sora is only there for a limited time, then you can't play as him. Um, they they didn't seem to want to work on it. Of course, this is all speculation. Right. Um, but but I'm really happy for those that that wanted Sora. I think he looks great. I love the move set. I love the attention to detail, and uh, I look forward to messing around with him on the 18th. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, man, you've said so much that I totally agree with. So I'm just gonna <laughs> like, I just say yes to all of that. Uh, yeah, I I also am. I'm not a huge kingdom hearts fan but i can totally understand the love for the game uh absolutely it was just an, a game that i didn't really get it into um but again absolutely um totally can see why people would get into it and and this you know this is a great way to to honor him and and i was really thinking i was like could there have been another character i'm sure there there there's a, probably a short list of characters that could evoke that much emotion out of people at this point and uh and Sora was definitely one of them and and I you're you're reminding me I need to go back and I I forgot to watch some reactions so I need to like after we get done recording I'm probably gonna go in and watch some reactions uh because I usually I like to do that for for the the reveals of the characters um and this this should be a good one um for sure so that's that's exciting and yeah I'm excited to to check him out um I'm not so excited about the the me characters um, and other stuff. Uh, mostly excited about, and, and it seemed like Nintendo or like Sakurai wasn't that excited about the me character, the me costumes either. We're just like, I, I, we're also releasing this. Let's get to the actual news that you're here for, um, and that's for for Sora. And uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I think they did it well, and and I think I, I love the fact that that. Smash really has become this this love letter to video games um, mm -hmm. beyond the great fighter that it is. Um, it's a lot of fun to play, but it's also this huge nostalgia love for video games. And that's that's really cool that, that we now have uh, Sora in it. Um, and we'll see what it, how it, where it goes. Uh, it kind of seemed like 
I don't know. In a way, it seemed like Zachary was like almost like announcing his retirement at the end. It was like just yeah. the way he was ending it. And I was like, oh, are you done? Oh, no. But at this point, he's built such a fantastic, you know, bedrock that they could easily just port the thing over, enhance it some, release some new characters, and boom, there you got your next Smash Break game for whatever the next system is. I will be so disappointed if the next Smash game omits characters outside of third-party characters. Like if Disney's like, oh, no, we're not letting you do Sora again, though they have to remove him. That I understand. That's not Nintendo's fault. All Nintendo characters, no excuse not to keep them. They're Nintendo-owned. And any third-party characters that they can keep, hopefully all of them, I think that would be great. I think this is a fantastic stepping stone. And just add from this. Add new stages. Add new characters. Add new modes. Add new me costumes. Just add on this. This is a phenomenal foundation. Any company would kill. You're talking about like Fortnite, how it's perpetually adds onto this foundation with the balance that Sakurai did is insane. Like any company would kill to have this a foundation to grow on. And if you just, and they could also add in, break the targets from before, board the platforms from before, race the finish from before. And it was so weird that those those didn't exist yet. Yeah. (laughs) Smash run, uh, like all that stuff they could bring back. They could put in brand new modes, you know, to replace world of light. Uh, They can, they could do the spirits again. They could not do the spirits. Like they could do a ton of stuff going forward, just keeping the roster and working on it and keeping the stage and the stages they didn't bring back, bring back poke floats. People would love that, you know, and, and on top of new stages. Mm-hmm. So I really would be disappointed if they're like, all right, smash six is coming out. We cut the roster down to 20 returning characters. And then we're going to add in like 10 to 15 newcomers. It'd be like, my hype level is gone. Like gone. Like, <laughs> like don't cut at this point. Yeah. You just gave us everybody. You don't say, here, you could have a buffet, and now you're eating off the kids' menu after that. Like, no, no. Right. <laughs> yeah, those chicken tenders could be delicious, but I want my steak, too, you know? <laughs> right, right. Ross joining us uh, in the chat and says that you don't have to do another Smash game, do something new. I, I agree if, like, but I think if, if it comes out on a new system, I think that's yeah, the new big system. thing. Like, we don't want another game. I mean, my, my thoughts about Splatoon 3 are still withstanding. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think if they didn't come with a new system and you can't play the old one on that, then, yeah, we probably need a new version of it for the new system. But, uh, but if it's always backwards compatibility, maybe just keep enhancing Smash Ultimate, then bring back those other modes and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think we're, we, we're in total agreement. If, the, if they come out with a new game for a new system, yes, they better just take this over, port it over and add to, um, because they've, this really is, it's almost the ultimate version at this point. Like they, they still have those other, those other components they need to add in. Um, but they've, they've gotten pretty close at this point. Uh, let's hit the final announcement that, uh, it wasn't the final, but it was like in the middle, uh, of this that, uh, but final announcement for us to talk about tonight. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is coming to the switch. Uh, question mark. I guess it's <laughs> technically coming to the Switch. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus uh, 2.5 Remix. Kingdom Hearts has the weirdest names. I'll just say that. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. <laughs> what? And then Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind. Uh, they're all coming to the Switch in cloud versions. So we we've alluded to this several times in this episode, but uh all of them are coming out as cloud versions uh at some point. 
uh, in the future. Um, uh, Barry, what do you think about Kingdom Hearts coming to the Switch in cloud? It and... stinks. <laughs> uh, this is the worst botched announcement I've ever seen. This makes the Xbox uh, One DRM announcement look fantastic. This makes the Sega Saturn Shadow Drop 399 price point look fantastic. This this makes the PlayStation 3's launch price of 599 look fantastic. All right, these are some of the biggest blunders in in gaming announcement history, and they look better than this. I'd understand Kingdom Hearts 3 being a cloud version. Fine, it's a PS4 game. It should be able to run on the Switch because other PS4 games do. I mean, Darksiders 3 just came out, and that was a PS4 game. Um, so if they could do it, you can do it. Um, it's You have money. It's Disney money. You can make it happen. But the other two, yeah, 2.8 was a PS4 game as well. Um, maybe that one I could see, but 1.5 1, 1. and 2.5, no excuse. Uh, if you said, well, this is the PS4 version, we can't get the PS4 version working on the Switch, then give us the PS3 versions because they exist on the PS3. I'm sorry. It can absolutely run. Nino Kune came out on the Switch, and it was the PS3 version. We didn't get the enhanced version from the PS4. Fine. But then Nino Kune 2, which is a PS4 game, came out on the Switch. So go figure. The Switch isn't as powerful. Fine. You can give us PS2-era games physically. Even if you didn't want to go physically, at least natively on the system. Cloud versions are garbage. If you don't have a steady internet, you're not going to play. Which is it's the vast majority be... of people in the world. Right. Like... <laughs> and and you're talking about games that are on so many platforms. You can play Kingdom Hearts 1, one 2, and, and, and all, you know, all those in that collection on so many different platforms at this point. You, you know, you, this shouldn't be the way you have to experience it unless it's absolutely the only way. In which case, I would tell you you're better off buying a used PS2 and putting in those discs, or buying a used PS3 and putting in those discs. Uh, at least you'll get the extra stuff there too. This is the worst way to announce it, and it was the biggest bummer of what otherwise was a fantastic presentation because they could have come out and said, hey, these are coming to the Switch. You know what else came to the Switch that's also a PS4 game? The melody of game from Kingdom Hearts. You know what's also physical on the Switch? That game! Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a PS4 game that's also on the Switch, and it's physical. It, it, that's the only complete native Kingdom Hearts game on the Switch, which is insulting, hands down insulting, when you have these games that could easily run. Yeah. I'm sorry. Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3 wasn't even that graphically amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I actually remember people complaining a little bit about Kingdom Hearts 3, saying it could have looked better. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said because it's it's ridiculous and especially at this point too like like maybe maybe they've tested the water maybe they actually know that it can't run but honestly like there's so much nostalgia for the original games port the originals over like people would love to play the original like ps2 version <clears throat> of of that game um old looking graphics and all like Maybe enhance yeah, but the it just PS3 a bit. version exists. That right. that should be able to run. That should totally be able to run. 
Like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like you said, like the the new ones, the new versions of the game, fine. If if the if the Switch can't handle it, okay, I get it. But there is no excuse at all no. for 1.5 and 2.5 not coming out natively. I mean, uh, talking about Knights of the Republic is getting a remake. That probably wouldn't be able to run on the Switch. So they're getting the original. And it's coming natively to the Switch, not a cloud mm-hmm. version. Great. You know what? Knights of the Republic is a bigger game than Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> right, right. So there's, there's – and, and this is also – first off, it's Square Enix. Square Enix has money and, and has done very well on the Switch. Uh, in fact, a lot of this present the, – the Nintendo Direct we went over was Square Enix. Uh, ActRaiser was Square Enix. That's true. Uh, you know, Voice of Cards was Square Enix. Um, there was, I believe, there was Triangle Project. Uh, Triangle Project, Triangle Strategy. It was yep. uh, Square Enix. Um, Chocobo GP is Square That's Enix. True. There was a lot of Square. there was there was a lot of Square Enix in the direct, and they absolutely do well on the Switch. So knowing that, and you have Disney money. Disney has more money than, than vir- virtually anything. So you, you take those two things into consideration. The Switch, if the Switch had Xbox One numbers, I could see this. If, or if the Switch had Wii U numbers, I can see this. But with the Switch selling as well as it is, all you have to do is go, Disney, could we, we need a little bit of money to bring these to a system that's going to break 100 million units that people have been clamoring for. It's just going to be a port. It's probably going to cost us a couple grand, whatever it's going to do. Uh, you will make it back on probably day one of sales. Disney would be like, okay, mm-hmm. do it. And with Sora now in Kingdom Hearts as well, it's the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts. There's all this hype. E- easy, easy money, literally printing money. Yep. And they're like, we're going to do it as cheap as possible, especially when you look at Dying Light. We just talked about it. Dying Light 2 couldn't run natively on the Switch. I get it. So did they say we're also going to bring Dying Light 1 as a cloud version too? No. Here's Dying Light 1 natively on the Switch because that can run, and then we're doing 2 as a cloud version. Fine. That's great. Resident Evil 7 couldn't run natively, but it's got a cloud version. But Resident Evil 0, 1, uh, 4, 5, and 6 all run natively on the Switch. Revelations 1 and 2 as well. Fine. This is just insulting. (laughs) This is just flat-out insulting. You might as well say, we're releasing Pac-Man cloud version because we don't think the Switch can handle (laughs) Pac-Man. What? That's the arcade. That's how idiotic the arcade version is. Uh, is cloud? They forgot to announce that, but that's what, that in ZBS. It, yeah. It's it's just asinine. It's 2021. There's no excuse for that laziness. It's lazy. It's literally saying we want to do the bare minimum and make the most profit. I mm-hmm. mean, it's capitalism, sure, but it's beyond lazy, and it's not not. It shouldn't be acceptable. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be acceptable. If you support this, you are letting Square Enix and other developers know. In this case, hey, you could be as lazy as possible and make money, so continue to be lazy. And when a company is lazy, you know what happens? They don't grow. They don't expand. They don't evolve. They don't innovate. Why should they? You know, people have accused Nintendo of releasing the same game over and over, and while they don't, at least they don't pull crap like this. (laughs) You know? That's weird. And you got to think it's going to make less money this way, too. Like... Because there's less 100%. people that can actually play it. 
And you know what they're going to do? It's going to make less money and go, you know what? Clearly there wasn't enough demand on it, so we're not going to bring the next games over to Nintendo. It's the same thing that, that they've always done. Third parties have always done this with Nintendo. They've always made the worst versions on Nintendo, and then those versions don't sell, and then they go, oh, well, because the Nintendo version sold the least, the next installment isn't going to come to Nintendo. And they yeah. use it as an excuse. They've done that with the Sega, with Sega too, with the Saturn. You know, Mega Man X4, Mega Man 8 came out on the Saturn, and those were the better versions versus the PlayStation. But X5 and 6 were PlayStation because mm-hmm. they didn't sell well. Tomb Raider was on the Saturn. And you know what? Tomb Raider 2 didn't hit the Saturn. Uh, yep. It didn't sell well. The same thing happens. And when a game does sell well, like Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube, the GameCube version sold the best. It outsold the Xbox and the PS2 versions combined. So what do they do? Soul Calibur 3, PS2 exclusive. I don't know. People are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Jakester in there trying to get this podcast to go longer than it already is, bringing up FIFA. Yes, I know. (laughs) Exactly. FIFA, the Legacy Edition. Uh, well, let's, I just already alluded to it this podcast is going a lot longer, uh, tonight. So thanks for sticking with us. Uh, one quick thing we want to hit before we kind of move on to, uh, to our normal ending, uh, quick headline. There's not really a whole lot to discuss uh, around this, but we just want to make sure that you, maybe you've been under a rock and you haven't heard about all these, uh, different rumors going around. Supposedly there's some 4k development kits that are going out to, uh, developers out there, uh, for switch sometime Nintendo has completely denied it, but supposedly they're still out there. So I don't know. Um, our hands are up. We don't know what is actually going on. Um, both parties are claiming that they're accurate, so we'll see. Um, it is interesting that we we talked about the the update, uh, their the ability to update the uh, new Switch dock that's going to be coming out with the OLED system. Supposedly, the chips that are going to be found in that are somehow linked to 4K in some way. So maybe it's a, a what do you call that? A, a future proofing for the next system or something like that. Um, so. Really, like, we could only speculate, so we're not going to. Um, but just to let you know, hey, there's, those rumors are flying around out there. So if you see those things out there, know that they are still rumors and nothing has been confirmed, uh, except for that both parties are confirming that they are they're telling the truth. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just uh, before we get into the next... Uh, the next um, games that are going to be coming out over the next few weeks. Uh, just another reminder to make sure that you have uh, subscribed to the podcast. Make sure that you are uh, sharing it with other people. If you're on YouTube, hit the bell and the share button, all that stuff. If you're on Twitch, do whatever you do on Twitch because I'm not sure um, if there's anything to do except for uh, subscribe to us and, and all that stuff or follow us. The subscribing and following is a different thing on Twitch. I'm still trying to learn it, um, but we're there now. So you can watch us on both or your favorite so, uh, podcast uh, app out there. Um, follow us on social media at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, uh, join our Discord as well. Uh, the next podcast is coming out on October 26th. We're going live uh, for our next recording on October 26th. So that means there's three weeks before the next set of uh, or the next set of games that we're going to be talking about um, are uh, coming out over the next three weeks. And uh, there's there's a few games that are coming out like uh, Metroid Dread. You know, 
it's an I've heard it's an okay game. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected is also coming out on October eighth. Disco Elysium coming out on October twelfth. Uh, Dying Light on October nineteenth. Guardians of the Galaxy Cloud version uh, coming out on October twenty sixth. That's that is a game that I understand why. Uh, it's kind of cool that it is coming out on on Switch and in, in the cloud version because I'm pretty sure it couldn't run it at all natively. Uh, but uh, yeah, several games coming out. Uh, anything else stand out to you that's going to be coming out over the next three weeks, Barry? That you're uh, looking forward to playing? You know, first off, I blame Guardians of the Galaxy for Kingdom Hearts getting a cloud version because Guardians of the Galaxy is also Square Enix. And they're like, hey, this is pretty easy. Let's just make all our stuff cloud versions now. Uh, I have no idea if that's really a link, but it's just funny. Um, yeah, definitely Metroid Dread. Uh, we'll, we'll not be able to play it until next week, but I am definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do after that. I guess it really depends on how long it takes me to beat Dread. Uh, I might might jump into some other games in my backlog uh, or just mess around with stuff like, you know, Unite, not get into anything that really absorbs me until uh, Shin Megami Tensei V and, and, and before that, uh, Mario Party. Uh, so I guess we'll see. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, there's AAA Clock. That uh, sounds really, really interesting as well. Yeah, I know. I want the double A version. <laughs> yeah, double <laughs> A batteries are easier to get. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think uh, I think Metroid Dread is really the the one that that I'm most excited about. Um, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is is going to be cool, but if I get it, it's going to be on a different system. I'm not going to get the cloud version. Um, yeah, that just makes no sense at all for all the reasons that we've already talked about. Um, but uh, it's one of those that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold back on, but I, I may eventually get something like that because I, I love uh, Marvel and all that stuff. I want to know if you're actually going to play Metroid Dread. <laughs> uh, so here's the deal. I, I, I've been getting more and more hyped about that game. Like, I was not that excited about it in the beginning. I was like, you know, it's just another Metroid game, whatever. I don't know where I was at that point, but... All of a sudden, like the more I see about it and the more I now I think back, I'm like, why was I never hyped about that in the beginning? Um, so, yes, if I get it, I will definitely be playing it. Um, the question is, can I afford it right now or do I wait and see if I can get it for like a Christmas gift or something like that? Um, so it may be something that I have to hold back on. But right now, I definitely want to get it for sure. If you didn't go skydiving, you know, that that was paid for it was a gift actually oh uh, so, yes <laughs> i totally agree though like if i would have paid for that I'd, yeah 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 but i don't know skydiving versus metroid i definitely go skydiving again um, oh no metroid forever <laughs> skydiving is only you know fleeting <laughs> it's very fleeting it was over so quick. Oh, caligula effect too uh heard good yeah. things about the first one the next uh, Jackbox game comes out, uh, collection yeah. of games comes out uh, in the next couple of weeks too. So I'll probably end up getting that. Um, in fact, I know I'm going to get it. I think I've already pre-ordered it. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's several games that are coming out. I think it's a lot of games that, that are like a lot of them do fly under the radar games that, you know, we may end up trying out eventually. <laughs> I think that's a lot of those games are games that are like, you know, independent games that all of a sudden are like, Oh, like, yeah, we got a free copy of it. Sure, we'll try it. Um, I've heard really good things of my Peppa the Pig, uh, my friend Peppa Pig. 
I like I've heard really good reviews of it. It's not for us. Maybe Greg and his daughter would enjoy it. Um, but uh, but I have heard really good things about it, actually. Um, so that's coming out on October uh, 22nd. And uh, yeah, also Smurfs. Smurfs oh, out too. Fatal Frame. Yeah, the, the pain of that Fatal Frame. Yeah. They, they pulled a fast one for physical collectors. They're like, oh, yeah, there's, it's not getting an, a you know, uh, European or American physical. But it is coming in Asia and Japan uh, with English. And everyone's like, well, at least we'll get it physically. And then they're like, oh, but the English is a free download. And that means you don't actually have it natively English, which means if the servers are down and you can't download that patch, you don't have an English physical. And it's like you pull that bait and switch after you get pre-orders. And it's like, no, that's that's no longer a real physical. That's too bad. That's too bad. Well, anything else that uh, you're looking forward to doing over the next uh, couple weeks? Uh, get yeah. an extra week there off uh, before our next recording. So what are you going yeah, to be up to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just in, in two days, I'll be heading down to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania uh, for too many games. Uh, so I'll be at too many games this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you will be in the Philly area, first off, the show was amazing. Uh, Charles Marnet will be there. So I'll oh, get cool. to, to, to see him. Uh, it is a, a very, very big, very big show. We have a, we have a booth. Uh, we're right across from Angry Video Game Nerd. So we'll mm-hmm. be hanging out with James and, uh, and uh, everybody, you know, a bunch of other YouTubers will be there, which will be cool to, uh, to see and hang out with. Um, but definitely come on by. Uh, we'll be doing uh, some cool stuff. We've got some cool stuff to sell at the premium edition booth, including I'm not, I, that we haven't even announced this yet. I'll announce it here just for you guys. Exclusive. Our series two titles, we will have the premium editions available for sale. I don't know how many copies we're going to have. Very limited, but we'll have some early. <laughs> our, no, we'll have more than two. But, but I do have here Ooh. just to show... There is the robot name fight physical card. So um, that is there. So this, these are the advanced copies I sent. And uh, here's our demons tier to show that they are absolutely, you know, coming. And they, they look amazing. We do have unboxings we just posted on our YouTube. Uh, so it's great to, to morph more games released physically. And robot name fight and demons tier are both amazing titles if you haven't checked those out. And uh, I'm super excited for our next direct. We'll be having that. That actually might air maybe before our next podcast. I don't know. I wrote the script. The script is written. I actually wrote it. Um, and looking forward to recording that. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully you do join us when we announce that because uh, we will do a premiere live. And one of the games that we'll be talking about is Cathedral, which I talked about at the beginning of this podcast. Amazing Metroidvania. Absolutely worth your time. Uh, even if you don't want to get it physically, get it digitally, support the developer, and uh, you, I think you'll have a good time. But if you do collect physical media, you're not going to want to miss this one, I'm telling you. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, you mentioned a robot named Fight. That actually reminded me. I have that game now because um, it was on sale for like a dollar ninety nine or whatever that one day. And uh, so I bought it. I kind of forgot that I had it because I had downloaded several other games and uh, and oh, demos since it. then. And just kind of, you know, unfortunately, the Switch just keeps pushing them back. Um, <laughs> so I totally forgot that I had the game. I need to play it uh, soon. So maybe I'll play that over the next few weeks. Um, I'm actually traveling. Uh, that's why we're not going to have a podcast in two weeks. I'm traveling that week. And so so, yeah, I'm excited to 
to play. I need to load up a couple of games. Um, and that might be one of them, some games that I can play on the plane. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, be able to, you know, play on the go, <laughs> just, I enjoy playing on my TV, but it's nice to, you know, to take those games on the go. And, and that's usually some of the games that I play is games like that. Um, that still look great on. Well, on you, the, uh, you're talking about Metroid. I mean, if you know this, if you don't get Metroid right away, I mean, Robot Name Fight is Super Metroid. It's infinite Super Metroid. Um, and the cool thing is, is because it's procedurally generated, um, you know, everything is different every time you play. However, and there's a big however, if you're playing a game and you're like, oh, this was a really cool map, they give you a seed number. Um, and that's what they call the levels of seed. So you can write down that number. And if you die and say, well, I want to retry that one because you'll, you'll, not, you'll never be able to replay it again just by pushing a button. There's like 4 billion combinations. It's insane. You could actually input that seed and restart and go back into that same level over That's and over cool. again until you beat it. So That's you cool. do have the option to do that or you could just go random every time. Uh, the items you get are random. However, also as you do certain things, like if you beat a boss, it may unlock the ability to to get like special weapons on a future playthrough. Hmm. So like you can't get the best stuff on your very first playthrough, but as you beat it and as you beat the game, you get unlocked newer and better items uh, to make each playthrough more fun. Hmm. And some of the stuff gets really crazy. I mean, you could, if you get lucky, you could have like Sonic spin, like, like the, when jumping like the spin ball with infinite jumps while you're shooting lasers out of your head with a flamethrower and a rocket launcher all going off at the same time. Just, it's That's really awesome. cool. Uh, and, and there's like a, over a hundred different power-ups. So you're never going to get the same thing uh, twice. A uh, cool. ton of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm so happy that we were able to bring it physically. Made by one guy. One guy, really sweet guy. Uh, uh, did an interview with him. Um, two interviews, a written and a, a video interview, which uh, you can see on our premium channel and uh, premiumeditiongames.com. But, uh, yeah, that, for, for the price you got, it's a steal. Absolutely. You know, you should play that and enjoy it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward to checking it out and uh, yeah, I'll maybe be able to talk about it on the next episode. So, well, cool. Like I said, uh, we are going to be recording uh, next podcast live on October 26th. And, uh, you know, if all goes well, we may probably be back on Twitch again in, in addition to YouTube. So uh, thanks for joining us there on Twitch. Thanks for joining us here on YouTube or thanks for listening after the fact. Uh, if you have not done so, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to share it with other Nintendo fans out there. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you guys in our Discord, on social media, and our next episode. Uh, but uh, that, kind of, that brings us to the end of episode 238. Uh, we'll see you next time. Happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one.